Hello, welcome to the Inner Gamer episode 50. 50. Five we made it to 50. Zero. 50. 50. That's 25 twice. We are <laughs> That's your. That's 10 five times. We are That's your. Good. We are your. We, I'm not a broken record. We are your weekly yeah. dose of video game news, reviews, Lost opinions, and discussions. <laughs> Done. Basically the greatest thing on the internet right now. Bam. If you when didn't know. Not? When is it not? Bam. So Austin. Tell us yes, more. Yes, so today we're going to be talking about a little giveaway we're giving away. <laughs> well oh, said. Really? <laughs> well said. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Way to roll out the 50. <laughs> That's well done. So, so upcoming video game releases, a lot about GameStop, a little bit more about VR. I mean, damn it, we cannot stop talking about VR. We can't. Uh, we just Sonya can't. Games fell into all of this with, with VR. And uh, a little discussion. Yeah, for our discussion topics today, we're going to be talking about, uh, with it being the 50th episode, we'll talk about what games we uh, we played back in the Yonder days, our first games that we've ever played, and some of our top three games of all time. All time, all time, all time. All time, 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 time. Put in an echo here. Time, time, time. That was, God, just cue the damn music. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love this, huh? I'm sure it's Brett. This feeling. <laughs> Deep inside of me. I don't know these lyrics. Girl, you just don't realize. Devin's lost it. What you do to me? You don't, don't know, know what this happened. does to me. I found it. I found a sweet spot. In your arms so tight, don't let me go. Everything's alright. Oh, I know we're right now. Don't feel it. It's Guardians of the Galaxy. Welcome to the Inner Gamer, episode 50. <laughs> Welcome to the Inner Gamer. It's going to be music all, all podcasts. I'll be recording this time, Brett. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing to listen to except for us just looking at each other dancing to fucking Barry White for some reason. Because that's not, that's not really questionable. I mean, we just Oh, don't... yeah. <laughs> we just fell in love today, you know? We did. It's, I we mean, did. it's only episode 50. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this podcast pantsless now. I'm taking them off. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Please oh, God. Us. Oh, God. I see you. There's a sign outside the door. You must keep your pants on. <laughs> it's a, this is a this is a this is a no non-pants podcast. No nonsense and no non-pants. Non-pants, non-pants podcast. Oh yeah, my everything. Everyone outside of this podcast is our everything. Thank you for listening to the Inner Gamer Podcast, episode 50! Episode 50! Episode 50! I've only been on a couple of them, but they made it to 50. That's all that matters is that you're here now. That's really weird. I'm here now. That's really strange that we're here. It is. Speaking of being here, episode 50 
is not only an episode that means something near and dear to our hearts. Yes. Yeah. But it also means that we're going to give some shit away. We're going to give it away. Shit. Just going to open up a window and throw shit out the window. <laughs> is that what we're doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we are. Yeah. So, so everybody, wherever you are right now, watch to the window. Yeah, I was going to say. Look hope, outside. Hope you all knew that we were doing this thing. Yeah. yeah and we, then there's going to be stuff being know. thrown out the window. <laughs> Hold on, let me go find $100 this $100 bill. Look at this <laughs> <laughs> No, but in, in, in reality, yep. we are going to give some stuff away. And uh, to you, the faithful listeners, here's what's going to happen. Tomorrow, which is when this podcast is going to drop, we are going to have a survey. This is going to be Friday, Friday. April 22nd. We are going to post out our podcast. And in addition to that, we will have a survey. And when you fill out that survey, you will be entered into a drawing to win. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait a little longer. Wait for it. We love to have you wait. The Fallout 4 Pip-Boy Edition again. Yeah. Confetti. Horns. But wait. There's more. But what version is it? Uh, the, the Fallout 4 Pip-Boy Edition. For PlayStation 4. There Bam. it is. There it is. For PlayStation 4. <laughs> I say. I say. <laughs> The follow-up people did. And I, I just fucking said it, Austin. <laughs> so, he saved himself. He saved himself. So we have that. In addition, we may be giving away some gift cards, you know, for Steam and, I don't know, some PlayStation maybe. We'll, we'll see what happens. But ultimately, there will be prizes and there will be more than one, and you should sign up. All you have to do is fill out a quick survey. It's like literally 10 questions because SurveyMonkey wouldn't let me go more than 10 without paying. Those bastards. So... Ten questions is enough. That's all we need. Really all we is. need is so ten questions for you, the listeners, to tell us. Three minutes of your time. What you think of us. Probably two minutes of your time. Actually, if you have to listen to the podcast, really, if you want to. But anyway, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> that's what's going to happen. Listen to a podcast, which you are right now. So good for you. You Thanks are my hero. Me. I thank you and applaud you for that. Indeed. Thank you, yes. listeners. Let's give them a Seriously, though, clap. thank you, everybody, for... For listening, that's important to us. It's kind of what keeps okay. us going. Okay, anyway. Nothing so that's what we're doing. We're going to be giving away a Fallout 4 Pip-Boy Edition <clears> for the <throat> PlayStation 4 in addition to some gift cards. So fill out this survey. Let us know what you think about the podcast. This, The purpose of this is to figure out how we can provide something better for you guys. And then we're also going to give you something for helping us out. So it's a win-win for everybody. So Our gift to us is our gift go. to you. Yeah. It's all about giving. So it's it's the giving season, really. You know? Like when you think about it, it's not December. Like I look at April and say, I'm going to give shit away in April, right? I I, I do too. I mean, no one really says that, but but they do now. They do now. They Someone will. set that trend. I'm Got to trend a hashtag giving yeah, away right? in April. <laughs> I mean, you never you never know. They I mean, you got to give something away. You got to yeah, have I mean, it every month. There's got to be something. <clears throat> I mean. Next month we got. I mean, we'll just give away more Fallout stuff. stuff, you know. Oh no! Yeah, we're also looking to do some events and things like that. So if you got suggestions yes. for events, let us know what you would like us to do. We're thinking maybe something we, like Barcadia. That'd maybe. be cool. Some Barcadia Those around fun the stuff. DFW area. Yeah, if you guys yeah. live in Dallas, Fort Worth, definitely it'll be us happening. Up. Anyway, so that's that. So please fill out our survey. Let us know what you think. We will give stuff away. It'll be awesome. Um, it's gonna be so fun. So today we're gonna talk about some news. But yeah. first, we're going to talk about games coming out next week, as we do, as such. So first on the list, we have... Actually, this is coming out the day you listen to this podcast, which is tomorrow, April 22nd. Or Star today, F- April 22nd. Or today, April 22nd. 
or two days ago if you listen to this on Sunday. So Star Fox Zero is going to be <clears throat> dropping officially in America. It came out today in Japan, but tomorrow it's coming out worldwide for the Wii U. <laughs> Unfortunately, the reviews haven't been too solid about this game. Well, look, Not it's going to give me an excuse to play my Wii U, so I'm going to just have to get it. Oh, yeah, you're going to get it. I Dude, am. You should bring it over. We can play co-op split screen. We can. We can do can that. Can we do that? I'm down. I'm down with that, too. Like I said, it gives me an excuse to use my to use my Wii U other other than playing like SNES and, and NES games. We could stream it. We could stream it. At, at this point it's just a multi hundred dollar emulator. <laughs> I feel Thanks, re- I feel really bad that that's what I got. Thanks, I mean, everybody Nintendo. says that like Star, the Star Fox is basically the same Star Fox, <clears throat> more or less. Just kind of rehashed for yeah, the new It felt thing. like that when I played it. I don't yeah. know. I was reading about the control scheme. You guys talked about this when you went to WonderCon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You and, you so and they're Darryl. saying that you yeah. control the turret or the gun with the gyroscope. Is that my understanding? Yeah. The uh, yeah. like you're you're you maneuver with the joystick part of it, but as far as the actual crosshairs actually aiming the guns themselves is using the gyroscope. So weird. It is the that's, weirdest. That's weirdest. Thing like ever. that's gonna take some getting used to. And like, it's even weirder that it's a giant fucking tablet type thing. I'm just like well, the gyroscopes aren't even very accurate for me. Uh, like when I'm aiming with the gyroscope, oh, it just no. doesn't feel. I'm sorry. Accurate. Can, can you can you exactly point out to me a console yet that has a perfect gyroscope? None. Exactly. HTC Vive. Ah, uh, <laughs> maybe. Maybe. That isn't Close VR. That isn't, that isn't VR. <laughs> okay, that Austin okay. is just salivating over for like the past months. Uh, you can salivating. see me just. Uh, <laughs> if anyone even mentions oh VR God. in the vicinity, like his his ears start twitching, and he's just well, like, someone's mentioning very VR. In this. T- tangent, real fast. We're at the station, and everyone brought up the Avagon Glyph, which I don't know if you know about that. I don't. Okay. Anyway, but then that led into VR, and I was just like, yeah, the VR is just so much better. Avagon Glyph is just. Like like a headset. Imagine this headset right here, but then the top folds down and there's a screen, two little like goggles that you can look into, and it's just like a. Okay. After this sort podcast, of, I'll show you because I have one portable screen. Oh. Yes. They're running for seven hundred oh. bucks. Yeah. It is not even wow. VR. Yeah. It's not VR. It's like it's like you have a personal movie theater in your eyeballles. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have to that's see basically it. what because that's because that's what we need. Yeah. For no. seven hundred yeah. bucks. I mean, it's kind of cool, but it's not great. Yeah. But anyway, anyway. <laughs> so we have that game coming out. <laughs> what a it, good sell, Brent. <laughs> but, but it's kind of but, it's okay. It's not that great. We know we're at the station talking about VR, and I'm just like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, VR. Really, like, I'm having to, like, keep my cold. Like, oh, yeah, it's cool inside. I'm like, oh, God, it's so awesome. You don't even know. Like, you guys, like, I'm going to get it. I'm going to bring it over here, but I'm not going to do that to them. No, you have You're to, You're having to man. literally restrain yourself to, like, not just yes. fanboy out on VR. Exactly. Because I'm with men. And, 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 and literally the most manly of settings, a firehouse of just a bunch of dudes. And around, yeah, we put out fires for a living. What's this VR bull? Bullshit, Austin. Yeah, it's just great. It's just you play a virtual thing. reality. Well, here's your virtual reality right here. <laughs> wow, what does that, that took mean? A, that took a very strange turn very quickly. What is the VR? They're they're they are punching the face because you're talking about VR. <laughs> I mean, yeah, That's what, yeah you're your VR like, I don't want to hear about you this. Nerd. Shit. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> Brett, I love yeah, it. that was uh, that was um. Good segue. Good job. You're welcome. So what else is coming out this week, Brad? Uh, in addition to that, we also have uh, Off-World Trading Company, which is a game that's oh. been in early access on Steam for about a year, year and a half now. It is made by one of the guys responsible for... He was the like the creative director or something on Civ 4. 
and he, oh, okay. um, yeah, I know nothing about this game. Yeah, this game is essentially what you do is it's an RTS like StarCraft or something like that, but instead of like you fighting other bad guys with weapons and stuff, your weapon is economics. So your goal is to basically destroy, like take the world's economy and have it to where it's all yours, more or less, by doing trades, deals, oh, yeah. and like all like so, resources and all this stuff. Politics. We've taken StarCraft and Monopoly, <laughs> yes. mushed them together, and we've made a video game. Yep. Yes. Yeah, and that won't create any problems at all with friends at all. I mean, apparently, fine. it's really good, and um, it's I've heard great things about. It. Yeah, it's co-op, so you just like you don't kill each other. You just. Well, I'm looking up pictures now. You know, collect, looks, looks pretty cool stuff. I mean, it's a really well done game. Everybody, I mean, the reviews are solid. So I suck at RTSs, but I do. Definitely I like the way they look. But you know, RTS will be awesome. Oh, hang on. Once in VR. Hang on. Hang on. Sorry. April 28th. That's when this game comes out. So that is uh, next week. Yay. April 28th. You can't just put <laughs> shit in VR and say that it's going to be amazing. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. <laughs> He's such a fanboy. Oh, my God. Just imagine walking around and you're just like placing now, troops here. Now imagine what we can do like playing Frogger. Now imagine playing Frogger in VR. You know what I want? What's that going to do to the industry? I want virtual reality. I'll change it, damn it. I can go People in. People will just, just drop dead. <laughs> Here's the best of VR experience right here. I want a VR experience where I can walk into McDonald's and order a Big Mac. I don't, I don't know what you just did, but you just <laughs> shut my brain down for like what? <laughs> two whole seconds. My brain couldn't cool comprehend what be? you just... No. I can live virtual reality walking in the story getting a Big Mac, but not gaining weight off of it. <laughs> look, okay, look. Unless you have things... We've already gotten like... Even GTA has toned down its violence to the point where you could just walk around the city of Los Santos and just live in your apartment and watch TV in a video game. Yeah. We don't need to take this another step I mean, and go yoga. to Whataburger or I mean, Burger King. I mean, you can do King that in Grand Theft Auto, too. You can I, go get food, burgers, and... And then you can do Pilates afterwards. <laughs> you can do Pilates or and yoga. yoga. Yeah, you can do yoga. All the while, my ass is just sitting there on the couch still going, Oh, cool, I got myself some more push-up points. Uh, I look so good now. Jabba the Hutt noises. Wookie solo, Wookie nipple pinchy. I didn't catch the last part, sorry. Let's just blast right past it. Okay. What's next? Who, what, wait, wait, what, what oh, else? This what isn't game? on the agenda, but have you guys heard about this whole rock star thing that's been going on? Like this, yes, this, like yeah, this what the is happening right lawsuit now? Lawsuit stuff that's yeah. happening and everything. Like this yeah, rock like, stars under some serious lawsuits. This is like right now. TV huge. show. Yeah, Shit. apparently, no, like huge. there's some really secretive stuff going on inside Rockstar that nobody knows about. And like they've slave been like and stuff. under yeah. under wraps for so long, and I'm yep. like, man. I mean, their games it's, are it's crazy and hardcore. Maybe that's why it, well, the people and that you kind of wonder. It's crazy. like you know, you think about crazy. the like you know companies that like Old Navy, where they go to a decrepit third world country and then like force child labor, uh, child labor yeah. to basically make your stuff. I guess it's not completely out of the realm of possibility that a video game company would do the same thing. It's possible, yeah. But at this, you know, you have to have coders and you have to have people who you know 3d like 3d model techs and all that who know how to do that kind of stuff but you have to have some pretty good talent you got to have some talent so it's kind of interesting to hear that they're able that they were able to get away with this for so long yeah i don't know much of the details i mean you lock someone in a room and hold that gunpoint i mean that's pretty wow wow wait what (laughs) just kidding i have no idea okay actually nestle just came out and admitted they use slave labor nestle nestle 
Chocolate people? Yes. Well. What? Okay. Yeah. That great chocolate you eat every day. Uh, I don't eat it every day. <laughs> slave labor. Not you, I was just saying. Yeah, yeah. The, the only thing I've... I've Those people this, out there. This is the one I've heard. Former rock star North, uh, the head, sues company for $150 million in unpaid royalties. That's it's been happening so much. It's really like, you know, these people like protecting their IP is one thing. But man, they are like really going for the jugular. What's up with these people? Like, oh, okay, you gave us everything you had. Okay, now get the fuck out of here and we're just going to take all this money. Like, mm-hmm. really? Mm-hmm. Really? Like mm-hmm. the people who really. are literally the foundation of your company, you just yeah. boot. Oh, yeah, we got it now. Thanks. Thanks for everything you <laughs> well, did. I mean, you never Thanks know, for making like, us millions, what dick. If this guy was get a, out of my office. What if this guy was a dick and they wanted to get him out because he was Dick like, or not, it's his IP. Oh, I know. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I mean, I'm not, I'm playing devil's advocate here, I guess, but yeah. at the same time, it's like, you know, if it's, if it's your IP, you can do what you want with that. Yeah. Yeah. And if the company doesn't agree with it, that's what these contracts are for. And then, I mean. Konami, it's a Deo Kojima. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was their, I mean, yeah. technically he made it, but I mean, it was their IP. More or less, right? Something like that? Yeah. I well, think so. And then it's just kind yeah. of like, well, you're directing it. <laughs> so, bye. Well, let's move on to other news that we have yeah. on the agenda. Better things. So, Stuff that's Austin, not as dark and depressing. You can uh, start us here. Yes. Uh, so GameStop's going to pay you $200 for your PlayStation 4 or Xbox if you if you do this. And so if you're switching, if you want to switch from PlayStation to Xbox or vice versa, you trade it in. And they will give you two hundred bucks to make store, to make the console credit though, right? to make to, the switch. Uh, yeah, I would imagine store credit because yeah, yeah, I used to work credit. for that yeah, company. Yeah. It's well, not they're just like, all right, to, here's two hundred bucks. You have to get another console. The, yeah, that yes, two hundred dollars. Yeah, that two hundred dollars is only if you uh, take your console and use it towards getting the the other brand. That's cool. If I didn't already have both. Yeah, I mean, if you're not liking one <coughs> Xbox and you want to get the PlayStation Four, shut up. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> okay, I have to agree, though. I was on my Xbox the other day, and it was just five minutes of it was pissing me off. <laughs> okay, I will tell you that. I will agree on this. Like, the Xbox 360 was the pinnacle of perfection when it came to party. Yes. When it came to oh, um, yes. Yes. party stabilization and yes. creating a party and chat room and all that kind of stuff. The whole system. I don't know what they did, but the <laughs> Xbox One has just shit the bed when it comes to creating. Like, I, it, it just... It's almost clockwork. I have to do it every single time. If I want to get on my Xbox One and play with my friends, I have to turn it on, go to the settings, check the multiplayer settings and the network connections, see if it's working. If it's not, nope, okay, turn it off, go to the back of the Xbox, unplug it, let it un- leave it unplugged for 10 to 15 seconds, plug it back in, turn it back on. Oh, it's working? Okay, now we'll try to sync a party chat. Okay, well, I got two out of my four friends. Two friends, however, aren't connecting, so let's see what happens. Let's mute them. Unmute them, switch to party chat, switch to game chat. Oh, it's working now. That takes 10 fucking minutes when it should be an instantaneous thing. Invite, invite, invite. Everyone joins. Let's hey, go. Bam. Hey, uh, hey, Devin. Yeah. Have you have you heard of a PlayStation 4? <laughs> Bro, I got the PlayStation 4, <laughs> all right? It's good. It's good. <clears throat> Homeboy's yeah. rocking everything except a PC over I, here. I was sitting there, though. I was, I was trying to watch something on Hulu. I mean, yeah. I wasn't even playing a game. I was just trying to watch something on Hulu. Yeah. But then as I was doing that, I was about to get into it, and I was like, man, I got, I'm going to download I'm download Sunset Overdrive and The Wolf Among Us. And I was like, well, I got some stuff on here I'm not going to play, so I'm going to uninstall them. 
I could not figure out how to uninstall that stuff. Yeah. Like you had to go through like two or three yeah. menus. It's like, it's like set up like a file manager on your PC. <laughs> the UI, really, yes. the, no. yeah, the UI on the on the Xbox One is just absolute trash. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know who they, I don't know who up in that executive office thought that this was a good idea, but it is most definitely garbage. Well, ever since the release, they've had all these pro- like constant, constant issues with something and it's, updates that don't work. It has been, and they even stumble from hands. from day from day one when they announced at E three. It's like. The Xbox One. Oh, by the way, you have to have it online at all times, otherwise it won't work. The world erupted. Sorry, I forgot. Even before, like when it was announced at E3 2014 or 2013, when it was like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's going to be bundled with a Kindle. And, or not a Kindle. Mm-hmm. A Connect and all that yeah. stuff. And everyone was like, what the Is they bundled with a Kindle? Are they reading while they're playing games? <laughs> by the way, I hope you guys know... Uh, Whoa, what just happened? Uh, yeah, I, I moved in. I think it did something funny. Oh, okay. It Don't touch okay. it. Anyway, so if you want to do that, that's <clears throat> awesome. Awesome, awesome. That's actually a, one of the first like good initiatives I've heard GameStop do in a long time. Well, as opposed to some of their other initiatives, which have just been so hot garbage. If you want to, sw- okay, so the Xbox One is now starting at three hundred dollars. So if you pick yeah. one up for just a hundred dollars with the promotion, the PS4 can be had for one fifty instead of three fifty. Not bad. It's not yeah. bad. I was I was still pretty happy with my Xbox One purchase when I got it because it was the uh, bundle where if you purchase an Xbox One, you got two free games to go along with it. Yeah. Right now, I think it's uh, Nathan Drake Uncharted Collection on the PS4. You can get that with the Uncharted Collection, mm. and you get Dark Souls 3 free. Oh. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> just keep... Just... Do, do it. it. Do whatever it takes to get pe- more people to play Dark Souls 3 right, right now because it is... We've already done the reviews. So what's yeah. next? So wait, 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 next otherwise, wait, 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 have wait. The... This is very important for this. This offer ends in two days when this podcast comes out. Holy oh, crap! Okay. All right, yes. everybody, get so your jump on so it. It's Friday. If you're gonna go, go out after this. Get your asses out podcast there. Or end of the day, and be like, hey, I want to switch to PS PS4. I mean, uh, yeah. <clears throat> now you, know. you may want to rethink that decision to do the PS4 now because the next story is about the oh. new PS4. Oh, oh yeah, coming out. That's in right. October, what's, what's it called? Maybe? They gave it a new name, right? Neo is the code name. Neo. <laughs> so this report came from the Giant Bomb, our savior, and uh, they said that they have details regarding the new PlayStation 4, and what it's going to be is obviously an upgraded system. The graphics quality, the graphics hardware, um, is going to be two and a quarter times more powerful than their current system on the PS4. Hmm. It's a pretty big upgrade. Yeah, that's pretty And then uh, 500 megahertz increase to the system's CPU clock speed and a 42 gigabit a second, gigabyte per second increase in memory bandwidth. So that's just a bunch of like technical terms and everything, but basically it's going to be faster and have better graphic fidelity, yeah. and it's just going to be a more powerful system altogether. It's going to wreck the Xbox. Because when I was switched from Quantum Break to playing Bloodborne, <laughs> the frames per second yeah. was just yeah. astronomical. It's it, like it's playing also, it's also Quantum Break gave me a perfect game. headache. <laughs> like, literally, it gave me a headache. Yeah. And then jumping into the PlayStation 4 was just like, oh, this is, this is yeah. Everything's good now. Everything's fine. Well, I'm not, about, not about to throw up. <laughs> so so here's the deal a lot of people have been really concerned about what's going to happen to the playstation 4 that exists now right like how are they going to deal with that situation right currently what they've established and what we think we know is that from this point forward starting in october actually from starting october and onward um games are going to be required to have essentially graphics options in their game 
and they're going to have a base mode option and the Neo mode option, whatever they end up calling it. So just like when you go on your computer and you upgrade your graphics, well, if you have this system that's the upgraded system, you can choose the higher-end graphics for your game to play better on that console. Whereas if you have the PS4, you're going to be stuck with, you're going to be using the base model graphics. So they're making people develop still for both console systems. So my wife's going to be so pissed when I trade a PS4 in for another PS4. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's not a bad idea. That's not a, <laughs> not a bad idea, that. really. Um, so in addition to that, like they said that it's not going to be enough probably to reach full 4K in-game visuals, but it's definitely going to be a huge graphical increase. So this is going nice. to be good for VR. This is going to be good okay. for everything. And uh, everything's going to be all the same. So like you're going to, regardless whether you have a PS4 or the Neo system, everything's cross-compatible in regards to software. PSN's the same. Multiplayer com- communities, the same user interface. Nothing's changed. So basically, if you want a better system, you just buy this. And it's just like on a PC. If you have a higher quality PC, you can still play with everybody else. There's no mm, discrepancies okay. with that. Nice. So that's really cool. So at the heart, it's still just going to be, it's going to be the same system, just better, better yeah. faster, better, stronger, faster, stronger. We um, have the technology. Right. We can rebuild him. <laughs> <laughs> so in addition to that, I want to add one more part to the story about the PlayStation. And this was just recently announced on the Game Informer podcast when they interviewed this guy who goes by the name of Lance something. He did the. He's famous for the uh, Odd World. Oh, uh, Lance something. Yeah, I'll, I'll pull business here in a second. <laughs> I like Lance something. I know, right? He's, he's pretty a awesome. Cool guy. Until uh, he's not. No, he's not Lance at all. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, saying, I thought I it was Lance. I don't, I don't remember anybody being named Lance from the Odd World. Uh, Lauren Lanning. That's yeah. his name. Lauren Lanning. Um, he interviewed the PlayStation boss, and in an interview, he asked him, "So, what's the PlayStation Five going to look like?" And the guy's response was. Uh, if there's a PlayStation Five, mm. that's that was his remark towards wow. it. So there's a theory going around now that there's a possibility that the whole idea of like console developers bringing out consoles that are going to be this is going to be a ten year console is gone, and the new thing that they're going to do is now going to be little small iterations to consoles, just like you see with the iPhone, where you know, the software is all the same. Everything runs is compatible amongst everything. But what happens is you can upgrade that hardware to get better performance quicker. So rather than waiting 10 years for another console, you're going to be waiting a year and a half to two years. And they're just going to keep reiterating and it's never going to change the name or anything like that. That's what the theory may, is going to be. Bring it up. It'd be cool to like, they make this really awesome console. But for a certain price, you can only play on like you know what like the PlayStation the way it plays now say that's like baseline setting yeah then say you pay an extra two hundred bucks and you get high settings pay an extra two hundred bucks on top of that or three hundred whatever and you get you know ultra high settings type thing so like in the same system in the same system so it's like you can pay less for less or you can pay more for more just like you know if you want to buy a, a PC depending on what your budget is. That's what you're gonna get, you know. You're yeah, gonna, you're gonna either get a 1080p system or you're gonna get a 4K system. I gotcha. So I think that is something that would be reasonable. That's in a sense. Can't wait to buy the PS4 Plus <laughs> and the 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 PS4 
plus one platinum <laughs> and the se and yeah and the yeah. <laughs> i mean yeah. i think that'd be something but you know like he, with, with this whole thing like it, our consoles are they going to stop making more quote-unquote playstation for like playstation one two three four if we don't see a five that's fine but like what's that going to do to the gaming community who like like that's like the one thing you like you save up big for eventually is like i'm, I'm gonna save up for my 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 ps4 like i I I like I, I I have this frustration when I go purchase an iPhone. Yeah. Like I got my iPhone six plus. All right, yay! And then I was absolutely furious that like as soon as I bought this, <laughs> like a week and a half later, they came out with the the iPhone success six, six. Oh my god, six s yeah the six s and the six s plus. And I was like, are you freaking oh, oh damn it. <laughs> Well, see, I think what's going to happen, and that's the thing about Apple is that they follow a very strict trend. They're always going to bring out a new iPhone every single year. Never fails. In October, September, October, there will be a new iPhone guaranteed. And that's that's kind of the trend that they follow. So I feel like these guys may kind of migrate to that point. And it was interesting, too, in this Game Informer interview, this Lauren guy, he also said that he thinks that VR is going to be less like consoles of the current generation and more like phones of this generation. So he thinks that we're going to be seeing a new VR headset coming out that's better and more powerful Well, it's an interesting way to look at that, especially when you look at what we're using these consoles for nowadays. Like, Austin, what, 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 do you, what would you say you use your PS4 primarily? Like, what functions do you use it for besides playing games? Watching Netflix and Hulu and... YouTube, mm-hmm. that's, yeah. that's about it. Twitch on occasion. Yeah. But I mean... Brett, what do you use yours for? Playing video games. Just video games. Because I have my Apple TV. So okay. which I really, yeah. that's, I really that's, can combine that's, it. That's, know, that's my thing. Is like I My consoles are just consoles. They just yeah. play games. Now, the whole graphical upgrade thing, yeah, I kind of like that. But I'd hate to have to spend another, you know, three, four hundred bucks to get another system that's going to do the exact same thing but just look a little bit better. Because I, I I use my uh, my Apple TV for all the other crap you, YouTube Netflix Hulu HBO Go Amazon uh, Music TV all, literally all of that my my Apple TV takes care of so right. it's it, see it'd be nice I have to, I have very mixed emotions about this yeah a few years ago there's a phone that's supposed to be announced I I think it was Samsung but I don't know or maybe it was a, a its own company but like it was like a modular phone where you buy the screen. And that's like the base, and then you add on the Google phone. They they was bought that. Phone? They bought that technology. Okay, yeah, the Google yeah. phone, and then you can add on how much memory you have, how much battery you have, what kind of type. Was, of, yeah, uh, just like little camera you want to put on. Could, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It'd be cool to kind of see that in this sense. It's like, do you want the PlayStation baseline? Why well, do well, is be kind of like play, PC. play Netflix? Exactly. Yeah, in a sense, but it's going to be cheaper mm-hmm. than a PC. But yeah, then if it, cheaper and probably easier to do. Exactly, you yeah. just start adding on modules to this thing. It's like, do you want like the super super high end, which is like a thousand bucks, but you can play like really awesome games, you know? But My, then, I don't know how that would change the industry in a sense that you have to think of all of that instead of just yeah. being like, here's your base. Oh, well, how you do you think? think that, what else. kind of uh, impact do you think that have on developers nowadays who sit there and think? Yeah, that's what who, I'm thinking. Who, yeah, who look at who look at like okay. Here's the Xbox 360. Here's the hardware inside. Here's my limitations that I know what mm. I can do for my game. Mm. Perfect. Done. Set in stone. My limitations are set. I know what my boundaries are. Now with this, it's kind of like, well, do we want to put this game out now? Or do we want to wait to put it out? Or uh, do we want to wait and go ahead and write for when it's 
a little bit better of a console that can handle this game. Well, right? I mean, like, look at the well, like the PC market now. It's like there's so many different versions out there and different yeah. types and stuff that game developers can't keep up with that. So if you start carrying <laughs> that into the console generation, it's gonna be difficult. And I think that I like the idea of choice in consoles. Yeah, but I don't want too much choice because like. That's why, and that's that right there, you saying that is partially why I have just been so hesitant about getting back into the PC world. Yeah. Is because of I am just completely overwhelmed by too much choice. And I have a large amount of friends who are all very uh, uh, tech savvy, who build all their own PCs. I'm sure you guys are kind of in that same realm, but man, like I, I walk into somewhere like, you know, fries or something like that. And I look at all these like computer parts and I'm like, I'm in over my head. I'm in over my head. I got to leave. I'm done. Yeah. Can't do it. Yeah. I'm overloaded by choice. And that I, I worry about that for, for the consoles. Cause it's just easy to say, screw it. PS4 done. Rosa games. Well, like, but then not even, not even Rosa games. I mean, yeah, Rosa games, but you can play that on, on, on your PC or the Xbox. Yeah. No. PlayStation 4, like, I bought this specifically for the first-party games that we have yet to Exclusive, see. Exclusives, yeah. Which I really have given a huge just overlook on it, honestly, if you yeah. think about it. Because that's the main reason I bought it. Like, man, I missed out on all those awesome games on PlayStation 3. Mm-hmm. Here's PlayStation 4. It used to be when Nothing. you bought a console, you go where the games are at. Exactly. When you're looking to buy a console, you yeah. go where the games are at. Yeah, or where your friends are at. With Xbox, yeah. <laughs> with the original Xbox, Halo, man. That's exactly. where it was at. That's why I got with the play, with like the playstations and stuff. It was like, oh, look, look at the Final Fantasies, look at the Tomb Raider stuff like that. I mean, well, that's why Travis wanted to get an Xbox, and mm-hmm. he was trying to talk us into it because for Halo Five, yeah. And we were like, and now no. that's just a thing of the past. Like one, oh, man. all these old like all these old ex- exclusives, these console exclusives, they're falling by the wayside. People are now looking to get new IP across all platforms. If anything, the console war is even going on heavier than yeah. before. It's like, no, we want it first. No, we want it first. And, like, Tomb Raider, like, yeah. which I'm excited to talk about when it finally comes out for PlayStation 4. But do you, yeah. Tomb Raider came out last year. Held Destiny. And it's not coming out until Destiny gave extra stu- uh, strikes and missions to people who got it on the PS4. Exactly. Yeah. Assholes. Anyway, we're getting into a huge well, other topic. <laughs> real, real quick, though, I want to mention also, like, Apple specifically because Apple – five years ago was in the position where consoles are right now mm-hmm. in which they have one product. You have the iPhone or you have the iPad and that's it. And then ever since like Steve Jobs passed away and then Tim Cook took over and everything, I've noticed them starting to expand their market more and more and more. And now they're at the point where they just brought out the new iPad Pro, 12, the 9.7 inch iPad or whatever. So they now have seven different models of the iPad, all with different screen sizes. <laughs> Dang. And they're at the point where they've kind of, not kind of, they have segmented their market too much to where I think their sales are going to falter because people, there's just too much stuff out there and nobody really knows too what they options, get. Too many options, right? There's too many options. and Yeah, that could be a problem. And then they're bringing out, like That's they right. brought your, out. Your local friendly tech at Best Buy knows all about it. Right. Right, yeah. I mean, they brought out the iPad so, Pro 9.7 that has thing. really good specifications on it. I mean, it's solid. And then not even three, four months before that was when they brought out the iPad Pro 12 and a half inch or whatever size it is. And that one has worse specifications. So here you have a smaller device what? that is way faster than the device they just brought out that people just bought three months ago. 
So they're just chasing the market. They're not making a They're chasing product. their own market is yeah. the problem. They are ch- literally chasing their the do- own market. Now you have the dog, dog chasing its own tail. Exactly. Well, and um, I fear that that's product. what's going to happen with yeah, PlayStation man. and with Xbox. If they go this route, it, they yeah. have that's, to be careful not to really let it go too about, far. Man. That, that's, a, that's a legit concern for the yeah. gaming community out there because, again, we've said it on this podcast before. There are those of us who are you know gamers with lives and who have disposable income, but... The majority of the gaming community doesn't have a whole lot of just they're one cash game a year, or one, yeah. or a couple games a year, but, but a it. couple. Like that makes even more reason that you should have like you know different models. You have a baseline that's just cheap; people yeah. can afford that, three hundred yeah. bucks, you know, and then you go up from there. Yeah, just like VR in a sense. Well, that's it. <laughs> different companies, which is so weird. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but you know, you, you get like you pay for what you get. You, you get yeah. what you pay for. Yeah. Anyway, let's move yeah. on to uh, some on. VR. <laughs> let's move on to some VR. Um, yeah, I actually, one of my favorite gaming companies, Insomniac Games, uh, just released a trailer for, well, they've announced that they're going to do um, uh, three big new uh, games to debut later this year, as far as VR goes. We have Edge of Nowhere, The Unspoken, and Feral Rights. Edge of Nowhere, I'm really looking forward to because I want to try it out, um, is a third-person uh, inspired H.P. Lovecraft set in the Arctic that recalls uh, kind of a Tomb Raider and Uncharted Adventures. Um, really looking forward to that. It's gonna I'll be, be getting that Dude, one. it's going to be creepy. Oh, yeah. Like, you think about that, that's going to be creepy as all hell, especially with the whole VR atmosphere. It's going to be well, interesting that, to play that. In that game's going to be third-person, yeah, third, yeah, yeah, third which is weird because you're, like, watching from watching yeah. her character how in cool this is world. that though yeah i cannot i oh god sense yeah oh i'm, I'm so stoked for that <laughs> um but the one that they actually put a trailer out for which i'm so glad you linked it to me brett because this thing was epic uh the unspoken is a handheld oculus touch controllers players hands are capable of casting spells in seedy corners of chicago where members of an urban magic fight club meet to duel the spells range from spewing fireballs with a flick of the wrist to waving crows to attack. So this has turned Magic the Gathering into VR. <laughs> to a dueling pit. It's straight it's up, so man. It's so random, but Isn't cool. It? Like, in the trailer... That's what I'm looking for. The trailer looked amazing. Like, oh, I, yeah. w- I was very nervous about the quality of uh, visuals and aesthetics that you were going to see in VR. And would it look choppy? Would it look right. kind of gimmicky? Would it would it be would, would the moves look stiff? No, this looked great. Like I cannot wait to play this. Casting all kinds of cool spells like in most like RPGs or fantasy settings, if there's a chance to play a wizard, that's what I'm playing. I love flinging fireballs and bringing down lightning or summoning crows or spiders or, you know, whatever. This, this is only in in uh for Oculus. Yeah. Why? Because they... Because I got one. Ah! <laughs> oh, son! What's Sorry, funny, because I go to the Steam library, the Steam VR library, their store, and they have, like, you know, a plethora of games. But the graphics are not that great right. for them. Which is weird to see, because it's like, oh, but I still want to play... There's this game where literally you're swinging from tree to tree to get to checkpoint to checkpoint to, like, the end of this map. And if you fall, it's just literally... A million feet drop to that has got to be weird in death. VR. Yeah, exactly. You're but, not moving. Well, you are moving a little bit, but yeah. not moving to that speed. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like weird how the graphics are not good at all. If anything, it's like an iPad game looking. Ugh, gross. But 
it's disgusting. like in VR. You have gross. You have like the the, the uh, magical music playing, and and it's just like as a surreal. It's funny how like that is okay for VR right now. Yeah, yeah. I would kind of like this is like it's baby step, but like being where we are now and being like a huge PC person with like amazing 4K graphics, I'm just like, oh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Wish all of you could have seen that just now. It's a yeah. little disturbing. <laughs> I freaked out a bit. A, a, a little bit, a little yeah. Bit. And then going oh, to like this, I, I feel like that's it's funny. At least for for me as a person, as these guys know. Well, what I expect from some games. Yeah. Well, the the VR element is going to be something that it I mean infancy. It's 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 one it's in its infancy, but this is really going to come to the developers. And, you know, the AAA gaming companies. And, you know, Insomniac Games coming out with this, I'm I'm very much behind. They're obviously the big names behind Ratchet and Clank. They've put out a huge amount of games in the past that oh, are yeah. that have all been, you know, AAA titles. So, you know, I'm I'm on, I'm game for it. I'm on board. It's just, man, this is gonna be a roll of the dice. It's the Wild West right now. Over over the next How do like, you do VR? Like what kind of games do you make? Over for the that? next year, year, maybe two years, it's gonna be a roll of the dice for a lot of companies to put yes. out these titles and be like, this is either gonna make or break because we are oh, investing yeah. a lot into the uh, time and money into this. But there could be a new bungee for VR products. Yeah. Or games yeah. in general. It's so gonna be like it's, it's to gonna see. it's gonna be like watching um the Blu-ray versus HD DVD <laughs> yeah, thing. Exactly. Take off. Oh gosh. Yeah. yeah. So who, that means who, one of our say does say who who around this table right now purchased some HD DVDs? Travis Still has some. Never did. Travis never did. did. Travis no. did. Him and his dad were totally on board with that. Like 100. percent They're like, no, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be cool. I was very confident <laughs> that Blu-ray was gonna succeed just because it was Sony. Yeah. Yeah. And. It, when it comes to when it comes to entertainment, it. man, just Sony. Just like I th- I know the PlayStation VR is going to succeed. I mean, even if it's not like the one that like wins out against everything else, it's oh, going yeah. to succeed. Oh yeah, yeah, because they know what they're doing. They know they what they're doing. They know how to make good stuff for um, the most part. Well, I'm hoping people just not Spider-Man movies. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry, did I say that? What? What? I don't know. You didn't like the first two. Yeah. You don't like Tobey Maguire. You like Tobey Maguire? Tobey Maguire made a uh, decent looking. Peter Parker, but the yeah. guy just when he talks, my my head hurts. <laughs> <laughs> you, need, you don't you don't like the music. So what's next on our list of stuff to talk? Yeah, shut up. More GameStop, Austin. Yep. More GameStop. Yeah. GameStop. GameStop again is dominating our our news today. So GameStop forms publishing program to revolutionize the process. So. Game Trust, which is this new revolutionizing publishing platform. company. Oh, company, okay. Well, yeah, it's, it's it's sort of a platform. It's not your traditional, I guess. All right, let, let me let me read this. Game Trust is not to be thought of as a traditional publisher. GameStop VP of Internal Development and Diversification, Mark Stanley, told GameSpot in a recent interview, he explained that GameSpot will not or GameStop will not have any form of creative control over the games and studios it works with. So GameStop is trying to revolutionize itself because where do they go when that market fails that they're in right now? Okay, so this is their publishing company. Yeah, they're publishing entity, I guess, if you want to put it in broader terms. So I feel like with this, they're trying to hold on to something. They're trying to grab onto something new. And it does say in the article later on towards the end that like this is their way of like staying alive 
And what I, that's what I got from this article. Yeah. I mean, I, so, I think they should be doing this. I, I think it's a good idea that they're going in and they're starting to publish games because they are a game-selling company. And exactly. it, only makes, it only makes sense. It makes it's sense like, that it's that's like the next... That yeah the 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 idea the it's just it's honestly just baffling to me just an observation about it all is I'm just surprised it took them this long to get to this point right right like I I would have expected this like five years ago yeah because they have a storefront I mean back if they would have done this back in the days of when discs were huge they would have a storefront to get their games in front of millions oh, of people man. and they control that <laughs> space so they could like right when you walk in the door. GameStop published games right here, and like you're yeah. there, and you can I demo like, them, and you can but man, sell they, them. They like having worked there. They do not want any biases towards any one company, even their own. At some points, yeah. Like I worked there, and I was like, hey, it'd be really cool if like me and the other employees put out like a a little shelf with like here's the here's the employees' picks for what they kind of games they play, and they're like, take that down immediately. <laughs> um, all right, okay. I guess I'll just be the. Uh, Cashier monkey and uh, keep bringing up Wii's for well, right. It's funny because they must be changing now because now Game Informer magazine has a little ad in there where they spotlight an employee of GameStop and what they like to play and do, and then a customer of GameStop and what uh, they like to play and do. That's I don't cool. know if you noticed that, but if you I, I suggested that years, years ago, <laughs> so they, they still took it and they, they got rid of Devin. They were like, we're gonna take this idea because right. awesome. Dude, they did get rid of me. Yeah. Oh well. Oh well. Well, I feel like the market back in the day, and when I say back in the day, I mean like around Halo Two has. I mean, every like few years, it's just leaps and bounds. Yeah, the way the markets change, and now like we're going you, digital like faster you, and faster. You, def- you definitely see the dynamic in like these very dynamic shifts mm-hmm. as time progresses in the gaming community. Like, oh, yeah. we're, like we're we're well, we we're in a world of we, our own. Yeah. We don't know what we want, and we kind of just go with what kind of is going on. And it's pretty, the pretty thing. soon, we're gonna put on a VR headset and walk into a virtual GameStop and purchase games. You just keep going on with this mundane <laughs> bullshit. I don't, know, I don't know what has sparked it, but my god! Well, because they made that. Have you seen, they made that. Demo we're gonna get to a point can, where we can uh, put on a VR headset and go in the kitchen and make a sandwich. <laughs> But well, not eat it. Gear made that. <laughs> just make it. Gear made that a uh, VR demo thing where you can go and play arcades in a virtual arcade, and you walk into a room and there's yeah, a bunch you, of arcade games. Do you remember PS you Home? Yes. Where you could go to an arcade and play a, a game in an arcade. But in this, a game, but this is virtual reality. Shut up! God. I mean, I'm it's like saying. IKEA. You can go to the IKEA and yeah. just order something. And be like, I like this kitchen. Bring it to my house. <sighs> anyway. Okay. So, it might happen. Anyway, uh, let me read a quote. We do not involve ourselves in the creative process because at the end of the day, this is what our developer partners are passionate about. That's right. By allowing developers to fully focus on their craft, Game Trust can focus on all other aspects and bringing the new IP to market, leveraging our deep expertise and retail channel leadership to support each developer and connect their games with a broader global audience. That's right. So, Amen. GameStop has bold ambitions for Game Trust, saying that in a release today... That the program will revolutionize the game development and distribution process by way of giving developers another option to help bring their games to market, leveraging GameStop's leadership in the retail channel, including marketing and more that help bring games to a larger audience. Cool. So, well, maybe. <laughs> I mean, it's it's another out. It's just like Steam uh, Greenlight yeah. or Early Access, which is which is good for all gamers everywhere. Just like we went to the. Um, uh, Pack South, and we saw Louisiana 
I don't, I don't know their no, Louisiana title. Tech Park, I believe, or something like that. Like some of those games, like because of Steam, they're able to get their Name game out there, there to more yeah. a more major audience instead of just building it and then putting a page up and be like, hey, download this game for the PC, and then maybe hopefully it'll come to all these other places. Yeah. I mean, so, I don't know. Do you think that's where they're going with this? Because like the I, I think the publishers they have are, or the developers they have are more or less pretty well known. I mean, I mean they're indie, but they're well known indie. Like you have the people that made Trine, you have the people that made Deadlight, and then you got the Order, which why they did that I don't know. I, I just think it's a way for so some of the partners include Insomniac Games, uh, Frozen Bite, Ready at Dawn, and Tequila Works, um, and they have games. In uh, Song oh. of the Deep by Asomniac Games. Is I like Ready at Dawn. Yeah. They're a great company. Um, I just, it's just, it's just another outlet. Order? I mean, they did some God of War games. Oh, never mind. One I mean, of these I, guys did the order. When I when I look at GameStop and think of GameStop, I don't think of them as this, you know. But if they can really do it right and push a good. Yeah, this is not what comes out. to my mind when I think exactly. of GameStop. So immediately I'm like, I don't know if this is going to work, but it could work. I mean, there's plenty of times where this stuff like this has happened before. It's like, it's blah, 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 whatever. And then it comes out and it's like, oh, okay. This could be something really cool. Yeah. Just like Early Access and Steam Greenlight. Yeah. Like, those work. I think I think they're smart in the sense that they're, I mean, they have a really good message in that in the time when there's all kinds of news out there about how developers are giving or creative people are getting stifled by the big business industry oh yeah here they come along they're like oh come join us we'll publish your game and not step on your toes and let you do whatever the hell you want to do i'm sure they're hoping for a a great triple a title that people can really dig into and be like yes we want more of this and then bam they're they've rocketed into they're good they're golden yeah but we'll see they could fail fly on their face too. Yeah, anything's possible in the gaming industry. Well, speaking of games trying to make lots of money and succeeding, Stardew Valley. Have you guys heard of this game? In passing, like okay. I, I don't know any really anything about it. People so, love this game, and I don't know why. Little backstory: it's This like game is game. based I mean, uh, on what's it called? Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley. It's based on the oh. game Harvest Moon that came out a while. Oh, back. I have heard of this. It's yes. like if so, if you if you took um, uh, <laughs> Sailor Moon or not Sailor Moon, um, Harvest Moon, Harvest Moon <laughs> whatever Moon, whatever Sailor Moon, Moon. Shut up. Whatever Moon title or whatever and it's like you kind of put it in like a more like 8-bit kind of looking game yes oh my god this exactly. game looks, this game looks silly buns it is silly buns but it like is an going old crazy game or so game Boy game. stardew valley is uh was made by one person and huh. he made this over or he started as one person so for a roughly 10 hours a day for four years he worked on this game and eventually he got to the point where he met some people who helped him out to like finish it out. And then he finished the game and brought it out. When he released it in two months, he has sold over a million copies. So he's made a boatload of money. This game just like lit up out of nowhere. Like one day, nobody heard about it. The next day, like a week later, it was top seller on Steam. And everybody's talking about it. And apparently it's one of those games that like I was talking about with Cookie Clicker. It's, I mean, you basically grow a farm and it's a yeah. glorified Farmville that doesn't have microtransactions. I don't know who told me this, but everyone's like, yeah, it's like, it's like a game for doing chores. Yeah. And I was like, who, 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 what, what? I, I don't, I don't know who these appeal to. Apparently a huge audience. I, it, it 
baffles me. It, it does. blows my mind. I, good for him. Good for him. No, exactly. Great for him. It's because it gives you <laughs> short-term goals that you can achieve, which some games do not do that. Like this game gives you little goals that you know you can get done. You come back and you're like, yeah, oh, I need. It gives yourself a sense of purpose in a way. We're gonna make which a. Is weird. We're, we're gonna we're gonna make a game called Clean the Room and yeah. just be billionaires. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> and damn it, I, I bet you it'll sell well. Every, everyone look for Clean the Room 2017. <laughs> and then we'll come out with our sequel, Clean the Bathroom. Right. Twenty thirty-two. No, it's not a. It's not a the sequel. It's an expansion. There you go. It's the DLC there for Clean the Room. Is Clean the Bathroom. Well, apparently, it's pretty popular with the modding community as well because. Uh, there is a project going Already on. Already being modded. There's a project going on to replace Stardew Valley's native critters with Pokemon. And uh, that's going to Get the hell out of here. It reminded this. me of a Pokemon type game. And yeah, yeah that makes sense. I've it, never played Pokemon, so I have no frame oh, of reference. Uh, so I'm just going to mute Devin right now. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm I happy mean, for him. Good for this guy. Yeah, good, I mean, good he for this guy. I, 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 I still don't get the appeal to these games. I don't either. I mean, I know there. we, I know we just it talked about be, it, but it just it has it, to be a younger audience. But then I see, I it's see, not, it's I, not yeah. though. A lot of older people are buying it. Like this is you probably don't know uh, Pro Jared, who we, yeah we ta- uh, talked about before. Like he's someone here based out of Texas, and I saw him playing this, and he had like over 700, 800 people watching him play this game, and I'm like, that's incredible. People I mean, watching he, him he, play the game. He, he already has a following as it is, but just like to watch him play this game, I'm like. He, it's it's one thing to watch like someone someone play an amazing shooter or watch somebody play a cool adventure game, but I don't want to play the game where I'm farming. I want to watch someone play the game of farming. <laughs> what? <laughs> what has happened? I know. We, we should take a. Camera Are we in the curve. fucking Twilight Zone? We should <laughs> Twitch stream of like a farm, like an actual farm. <laughs> no, 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 no. What we're gonna Twitch? What we're gonna Twitch is it's gonna be a the, the screen is just gonna be me. Watching Brett, watching Twitch. It's like Inception. <laughs> watching someone, watching someone play this game. That's what it's going to be. It's just me, just a blank stare. Watching me record y'all. What's he? What? That. What are they doing now, Brett? <laughs> they're they're doing the thing. They're the, they're harvesting corn. My God. Well, I want to get this. Are game. we are we old now? Yes. We, is this I what guess, this means? I guess no, so, man. I don't. I don't think so. I think it's just a type of game that. I don't know. I'm going to get it because I See, really want to play it because I've heard so many good things about it. And then I'll report back and let okay. you know what I think about it. It's going to be five minutes. We'll be like, fuck this game. I'm going to yeah. come back and I'm going to be like, review. this game Balls. is so good. And you guys are going to be like, oh my god, I would not play what it What happened? We've lost Brett. We've lost him. Yeah. Brett just comes. I've modded it myself. See, see I th- changed all the critters to look like us. <laughs> look at my inner gamer crop. Look at it. This reminds me, Brett. You haven't shaved or bathed in days. Are you okay? I'm so hungry. This, this reminds me of Minecraft. Grow some corn. When it first came out, I was not a big fan. Yeah, but like after a few years, I see the appeal of it. Oh, Minecraft is awesome. I, I have lost, I have a good time playing Minecraft. I lost six hours of my life one night to that game. Minecraft's one of those games where you can just turn your brain off and just kind of play. Like you can put. To me, Minecraft is an exercise in le- in in uh, left brain application. Like you were just like uh, counting blocks. <laughs> Sorry, that's how I did, not towards that. <laughs> Sorry, left left brain application. <laughs> it tickled my left brain. <laughs> 
but I mean that's that's what it was for me. Okay, it's like yeah. you can just kind of turn your brain. I was like, I want to make a stone house. Block, 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 block. That was fun. Required no effort whatsoever, but that was fun. And but then, then it could the also be as fun as like who, going into delving into mines and literally shit. by the square inch, they're making. The Enterprise, no, and fucking Mordor, and yeah, oh, dude, of, yeah. But someone, blah, 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 someone, it's someone re- fascinating. It's fascinating. Someone recreated great. Westeros foot yes. by foot. Yes, yeah, I heard about our Facebook that. page. The entire, the entire, the entire. Why would you waste continent? All that time like, they made Westeros. That's amazing. You get, you get a blog post. Okay, if I can go and look in that in VR, I would be like, yes, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> With that music playing constantly. Little zombies kind of blow you up. You're like, oh, they just destroyed Westeros. <laughs> yeah, anyway, it's fascinating. Okay, let's move uh, on. Devin. Yeah. I'm excited about this. Oh, my God. Okay, so oh for anybody God. who, um, again, uh, Rockstar Nova was a little controversy that we talked about them earlier, but, however, they have a new uh, bit of news circling their waters right now, and that is the fact that the Red Dead Redemption two game map was reportedly leaked um yes um it was it was briefly leaked out on the internet for i don't know i want to say it was like eight hours dude it was like it was out there for a while which was what was surprised me it was like eight hours and it was immediately taken down but somebody got a hold of it and of course posted it all over the internet so once it's always, out there, it's out there forever. I always want to see those people who are just like, oh, oh look at this Red Dead Redemption. Oh my God, that's our map. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, oh my God, that's Red Dead Redemption too. But <laughs> I don't take that down. <laughs> but they, uh, the uh, developers, essentially, or not developers, but um, some of the sources within Red Dead uh, uh, Rockstar had said that this will be a a prequel oh. to Red Dead Redemption. Sweet. Yes. Red Dead Revolver. And well. Red Dead. Just Red Dead. You know, man, who knows what it's going to be called? Because it was Red Dead Revolver, then Red Dead Redemption. So, I don't know. Red Dead Vitality. I don't know. Red Dead Predemption. I uh, hate you yeah. right now. <laughs> I hate you so much. But uh, looking oh, at the map, you guys can... Uh, uh, anybody listening can go to... Um, I think GameSpot has it up still. Um, a yeah. couple other websites. But you can check out the map. There's a lot of water this time. There's water everywhere. Water, water everywhere. Not a drop to drink. Um, mm. They, uh, mm. Mm. as opposed to the Red Dead Redemption map, which was, man, there was one river total, I think. Something like that. Yeah. Maybe a lake here or there. Yeah. Well, they were talking about oh. having this somehow linked to Mafia 3. And I can tell from this that what? I don't know how it would link. I don't know if that's actually true or not. But it looks like this is probably in a portion of Louisiana instead of Texas, Mexico. Yeah, this border. is this is probably going to be something more like instead got, of the southwest, yeah. this would be the southeast. Because <laughs> you have the new Bordeaux, and then you have all this like what looks to be probably going to be swampy land. Yep, some swamp marsh areas. You've got what's well, so, in the northern area. You got some of your mountainous got. area, but yeah. to the that's where it got its name from. What marsh? What? Red Dead Redemption. His last name was Marsh. Ah. Uh, wow. I don't like you either. <laughs> I don't like you at all. Yeah, but I mean, look. Hate is real. What I'm excited about is, yes, like you said, Devin, it's got a lot of water, which is pretty cool. Um, there's a lot of diversity in the 
landscape this time. Yeah, that which looks I'm really it looks about. like there's going to be a whole lot more than just various types of desert. I just hope this is accurate. Well, dude, who knows? There's railroads. They got yeah. railroads, which is cool. They got it, it was it was um you know playing Red Dead Redemption, which I just I soaked in every last bit of it I could. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was a little bit repetitive because it was just varying stages of of desert. You've got you know sand everywhere desert or the rocky uh you know your Arizona North Texas style desert where there's Not rock much. rocks grass and lizards everywhere. It's still fun. It was still fun. Don't get me. Yeah, we had an absolute blast, but it, it, the the environment was a little, a little repetitive. A little barren. A little bit. I mean, but I uh, the map that was leaked. Holy crap! There looks like to be so much out got there. The grizzlies. You got yeah. the. Uh, I can't wait until they make this. And VR. They take a page out of Call of Duty's book. <laughs> oh yeah, VR would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> they they make this in the future. It's the Red Dead. Mmm. Re 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 redemption. Re 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 Gotcha. Okay. So kind of like, kind of like, it's a lot of uh, kind of like Prey Two in the future. Why? Yeah. Because that'd be sweet. A Rockstar. Oh, Western wait, shooter in the future. Uh, mm, you know, mm, mm, aliens. Maybe. Well, like Whatever. that movie that bombed. What was that movie that came out that was like a cross between a western and an alien movie? That was really shitty. Harrison Ford. Ancient was that, a- uh, aliens and and Cowboys versus aliens. Yeah, that's it. Cowboys. That's Stupidest name ever. How was that the dumbest name ever? Cowboys versus aliens. It was simple and it was a fun movie. Why could it be like? I don't even know. <laughs> Wait, you like that? <laughs> Why movie? couldn't it be? No, 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 no. You like Something that movie? Better. I actually had a fun time with it. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not like Shut fucking. Shut up. It's not Oscar worthy or anything, but it is. It was fun. It was a fun movie. Yeah, it was fun. Don't I mean, look at me like that. It was Dan- a fun movie. Daniel Craig was awesome. Whatever. Yeah, the movie was terrible. I hated Especially it. Especially when Harrison Ford turned around and was like, what's that? Whatever. Y'all hated it. Y'all are both dumb. Livy Wilde. I, I hated it. Oh, I love like, her. Best performance ever. I love her. I know you do. I do. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Red Dead Redemption's map was released, so hopefully we actually get more details in the coming year to see. E3. Like, yeah. E3. We'll see yeah let's really sure. hope we see a... Because uh, 2K is supposed to re- announce something in E3. Mm-hmm. Or uh, yeah, Take Two or whatever. Like, they're supposed to announce Fallout Fallout uh, New Orleans. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I'm talking like <laughs> no, no, the no, Rockstar no, no. guys. Like, they're supposed to announce oh. something. That, that's been already confirmed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. No, no, they have to. They have to. It's time. Take Two Interactive. That's We will name. not wait any longer. <laughs> So, Red Dead Redemption. Cool. So, speaking of VR, um, <laughs> Vivid Vision founder James Blaha, yes, that's 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 a real last name. Blaha, I don't Blaha. believe you. Hopes his virtual reality game will create new solutions for vision therapy. That's cool. So, this guy, okay, I'll just read his quote. Start out with it. People who have vision impairments are always wondering what is it, what is what it is they're missing. How much their vision is kind of holding them back. So, this guy, Mr. Blaha. They created a VR game that will help help visually impaired people with like cross-eyed, you know, stuff like yeah. that, lazy eyes, to c- help them repair their vision back to normal, at least to a degree, I assume. Um, the article doesn't go too deep into like how that will work and if it is actually working, but he has hopes that that will happen and it will help people, which is cool because like. You know, there's an article that came out that said uh, games helps with your hand-eye coordination. So it's like, not only is games entertaining, it can also be a way of learning and now 
fixing yourself. You know, that's something like I, I'm. I, it, it, that's what a moment that makes me like a proud gamer. Yeah, like that makes you proud to be a part of this, like at a, of this community when you get to see. Like, like you said, doctors boast that playing video games increase your finger dexterity. They say that uh, video games increase your critical thinking or your problem-solving skills and things like that. And that's all, that's, that's all well and good. But this now, this video game technology is actually healing people. I mean, that is something to be incredibly proud of. Yeah. And it's like it, anybody out there who can like say with a straight face that they don't think video games are art – Whatever, that's fine. But you can't look at this now and say that these aren't useful. They're exactly. helping people. They really well, what's are. What's really fascinating about games is that they are solving problems and figuring out solutions to things that medicine can't fix. Yeah. So you have this these guys that have the impairments of their vision that are getting fixed. But in addition, they're using video games to help people that have some kind of mental disorder. And you can't fix that with pills or no. anything like that yeah. but with games they're able to they've been figuring out ways to do it so people that suffer from depression or ptsd yes, or whatever yes. they're using games and figuring out ways to use that's, that it's awesome so awesome that like stuff. that's such our selfishness man. has actually provided ways for people to kill <laughs> themselves yeah i mean and mom said playing video games wouldn't amount to anything <laughs> i helped it man how little do you know kind of. how little do you know that's, yeah, I mean, that's part of the that's, mini. That's man. That's such. That's such awesome news. Oh yeah, yeah. And you can only imagine now what else that's going to do. Uh, it's only going to get better. For, from like here. yeah. What 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 else now can we do with video games to like really help the world? You know, I, I hate sounding like almost pageant, like a uh, you know pageantry queen or something like that. But like that's that's amazing to think of what the opportunities and possibilities are that video games can now do. We're fixing people's eyesight. Well, yeah, there could be a future where if you have a VR headset, which at one point will be just a pair of glasses, like it might get to the point where they put this VR headset on and they can see again in the world that they're living in. Some kind of like AR VR combination. You just gave me chills. I know. <laughs> it will be superhuman for being. And it's 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 that's that's going to be awesome. That's so cool. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm so job, yeah, like that's well that's a cool story. Let me I'm read two more two more uh passages in this article. Blaha has lived with amblyopia and strabismus, also known as lazy eye and crossed eye for most of his life and that's what prompted him to found Vivid Vision, a virtual reality vision therapy game company. Uh the games are played using Oculus Rift and send specific images to each eye in an effort to train lazy or crossed eye uh, crossed eye to work harder so it's just like wow more reason by the oculus rift a, a guy who is already like visually impaired desires like hell i'm just gonna make a company and yeah. bam help everyone else out there it is so it, awesome. I, it has to be god that's cool that's i mean really uplifting i mean if he would have put this on uh on kickstarter or something bam just like, i feel like instantaneous yeah in, instant funds yeah Instant. I know I would have funded that. If he hasn't already, I don't know if he has. Well, he might. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, that's what I got for you. Well, last article we have here for you guys. Mr. Ken Levine, the creator of Bioshock, about a year ago, he had basically shut down Irrational Games and said, sorry, I'm closing shop. 
No. I'm going to my employees have no jobs. I'm taking a few people, ten or fifteen people with me, and that's it. And good luck to everybody else. And everybody Dick. else obviously got good jobs everywhere else because they made Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite. But we didn't know what he was going to do with that. But basically, his reason for doing that was he wanted to focus in on a smaller team, smaller group, and make things awesome. that are. He, he has more control over what he's creating. So. This thing I'm going to talk about is not that thing. What it is is his side project he's working on. And what this side project is is an interactive film based on Twilight Zone, the TV series from 1959. And what this means is that you will watch this film and the viewer will be able to decide what the characters in the film will be doing, altering the experience for everyone who watches with each story leading to a twist at the end. So he says, hmm. quote, interactivity is a spectrum. It's not binary. And he also added that interactivity as the way the viewer sat in the chair, that he viewed interactivity as the way the viewer sat in the chair. He noted that it was interesting that people lean back in their seats while watching a movie, but forward while playing a game. So in order to get this film done, he partnered with Interlude, which is a company that has people from the creator of her, her story, Sam Barlow, as well as a creative director and former Xbox Entertainment Studios head, Nancy Tellum. And uh, they've worked on some other interactive projects in the past. But in addition to this, he's going to work on an interactive adaptation of War Games, the 1983 film with Matthew Broderick. Huh. Um, so that's what his side project is. Wow. And he says... <laughs> his side project. He says, quote, most people spend time with their kids or go on vacation. I do stuff like this. Does he have kids? I hope he does. God, he is, he does such, he is such a weird dude. He's he so is. weird. He's so bizarre. Like, I, I get praise it. him. He, he, he makes great stuff, and I'm very pleased that he's made it all. But like, when I see him do interviews, I'm always like, are you speaking the same language? I feel like you like, got to be weird. Do you know you're a human? Well, and like, <laughs> one, of, one of my favorite interviews was when he was talking about uh, Bioshock Infinite. And he was, uh, he, he was asked this question. This sticks out to me still. He was asked... Um, uh, so what was it like working with your voice actors? Well, you think of a child playing in a sandbox and he gets to make a castle and then a wall and then he knocks that castle down and he rebuilds it again. We made art in those, in those studios and it, uh, it was something I count myself very lucky to be a part of. <laughs> the yeah. correct answer is it was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I'm, I say must be poetic and confusing. It's, it's cryptic as all hell. <laughs> he couldn't have just said, "No, yeah, it was a lot of fun." No, he Best had to go. Ever. He had to go with the sandcastle freaking analogy. In his mind, he said that. That's what he said. Oh, I loved it. It was awesome. Yeah. Well, it's weirdo. So I mean, a, keep making it, Ken. Yeah. Please keep yeah. making stuff. Cause we 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 might be hating, but we love it. Too. Oh my god! Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Whatever mantras and, and, and crazy machinations are having happening inside that dome of yours. Just keep it going. Yeah. I had a lighter. I, I know, right? Throw <laughs> the lighter up. God, my so, first time playing Bioshock was just such a mind trip. Oh, it was so good. This is a game? This is so a game? Good. But uh, So he's still working on another game, of course, and uh, this game was told, he said last year was going to be a small-scale open-world game. And... Uh, 
It's like, how do you make your content so it feels like the quality of the content you've been making in games before, but reacts to the player's agency and then allows the player to do something in one playthrough and something very different in another playthrough? Again, the crazy mind craziness right there. He just can't answer a question. He can't. Maybe he takes pleasure in just confusing the fuck out of everybody. He really does. (laughs) I think so. Anyway. Is that all we have for you? That's all we got. Oh, all right. Episode 50. Let's, Yay. let's uh, shut it down and move on to our next hurts. segment, which is going to be about our favorite games and uh, what games started all for us All right, in video games. The before so time. We'll be back in uh, five seconds. Five, four, three, two. Oh, wait, five, zero. Oh, 50. Episode 50. Conspiracy. You mean 5.0? Half-Life 3 no, confirmed. 5 50. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to The Inner Gamer. Happy Friday, everyone. Whoop, whoop. Happy for, Well, we, we've Again. already kind of talked about that in this episode. Again. Earlier in the episode. Yeah. Remember, because it's the second part of the episode. I'm going to smack all of you in the mouth. Yeah. It's okay. Right, so right we have a topic of discussion today. This is our 50th episode. Yes, like we have discussed 50. earlier in this podcast. As we have discussed earlier in this podcast. But and as such, being the 50th episode, we thought it'd be a good idea to let you guys know who we are besides psychotic psychopaths. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> what, a way, what a way to sell it. <laughs> Besides, uh, besides, uh, you know, That's close me. to blood-addled sociopaths, we're we're great people. We're awesome people. Now we're going to talk about uh, what was the <laughs> first game that we ever played? How did it affect our gaming career? And then we're going to go around the table, which today we have me, Brett Yanoski, and as you guys have probably heard earlier, and then Devin Dury, and we have Austin Morales, and we are going to talk about our top three games of all time. Bum, bum, bum. Top three games of Echo. Put in an echo here. All, 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 all. Time, time, time. time. <laughs> yes, yes. You can indeed. put in an echo there, can't you? Yeah, you can. Austin, right. write that down. Mark that timestamp. Yeah, mark that down. Timestamp that for Echo. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's just, working just, on just, it yeah, quick. Yeah. Play it over your fucking, like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing, totally that. doing it. Echo. Texting, 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 texting. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start out. First game we ever played. We'll start with Devin. Uh, Tell me, what yeah. was the first game that you ever played, and how did it affect your gaming career? Uh, the first game I ever played, that you remember, and, obviously. No, and uh, I had always like seen video games, and I may have like played a little bit here and there, but the the game I can vividly remember being excited I was going to get to play, like it was going to be mine, was when we got our first Nintendo Entertainment System, and my first game i was excited i was so excited to come home from school because my dad had picked up uh mario brothers 3 nice and i was just like oh my gosh i finally get to play a mario game i have my own nintendo system this is awesome and i got home and like i i completely just devoured playing video <laughs> games from then on in like it was there was no turning back from there i just remember just running through this amazing graphics and landscape and this Mario character was running and jumping and he could get uh, a, a mushroom and get bigger. He could get a leaf and he could start flying. And it was, it, I was sold from there, from there on. And I, I, I was going to be a gamer for the rest of my life after playing that. And it truly was downhill hill from there because 
I've owned almost every single console that's come out since. Just because I, I wanted to. Yeah. I wanted, I wanted to play every game. If there was a game that came out on a system that I couldn't play, I had to get that system and I had to play that game. So, thanks mom and dad for <clears throat> buying all those <clears throat> expensive games. <laughs> right? <laughs> Just like, ah. Uh, so, Mario Brothers 3. I'm trying yep. to think what that one was. That was... Need to remember Mario Brothers three? Are you serious? Well, I never had a Super Nintendo or a Nintendo. I had Nintendo sixty four was the first one I ever had. I had. I'll, I'll tell you in a little bit what I had, which you probably never even heard of it, but it was great. Oh Come yeah, I Mario this. Brothers three. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, Super yeah, Mario yeah. Brothers yeah, three. Yeah. Um, I always get them all mixed up because they're like, I mean, the Mario games, like, they're just basically all the same. They're very similar, and they're you know they're all. Platform yeah. side scroller games and stuff like that. Well, I, yeah. I had a, I had some friends or um, some like acquaintances like when I was growing up and stuff like that who had Nintendos, but we know they would play Duck Hunt, but it wasn't any, it wasn't anything. It was it wasn't my system. It was just friends who would let me play on there and you'd shoot the duck and have fun, whatever, ha ha ha. But the Super Mario Brothers three was my very first one that I got to own, and. Nice. And it was it was such like it, it was such a magical experience for me. I mean, I hate being cheesy about it, but it, it is what shaped me oh, into, yeah. into, into being the gamer I am today. I loved it. I could not wait to get home from school to be able to play more video games. Man, it's not like being a kid. I loved it. I so loved much it. Time like and like play. the whole time, like I can remember getting anxiety just sitting on the bus. If the bus driver took too long to get to my neighborhood, I was like, "You're taking into my Mario time." <laughs> <laughs> you know, make a right right here, then make a left, and your next two stops, we'll get there faster. And it's like my family knew the way to punish me. Because like if I acted up, oh. if I got grounded, it was like, all right. No video games. They, I got grounded from playing my video games. So I was like, I'll be good. Yeah. yeah. So how long, how long was this game? Like, I'm, like looking back on these early, <laughs> early games. Like, For, they took forever. Really? I don't know. Yeah, man. Well, like, they were, they were I mean, the games of true skill. You had a certain set number of lives, so there was no saving. Right. There was no save spot. I mean, like, so to beat it, like, what would you be doing? Sitting there for 10 hours, 12 yes, hours? Yes, exactly. Basically, okay, yeah. yeah. Or if you were like me and wanted to save, you could just pause it, turn the TV off, and convince your parents that you did turn it off, and just walk away and just leave it sitting there. <laughs> Come back and you die. Ready for you. <laughs> but it was also on the NES, so if, like, you know, if it even if it got coughed at, the game would, like, eject or it would mess up you have to take it out and blow on it take out the cartridge i remember those days oh my god yeah i remember those. that days was mine well. <laughs> i've heard that like they did a study and they're like that doesn't do shit <laughs> <laughs> it did to me I, exactly you thought you're fixing mental. it right it was all mental it, it was, was it was willpower yeah. the will the, the the nes ran on electricity and willpower yep. that's what it did you had to will the game to start. It needed a little love. You know? It did. It needed a little love put, tap. Put your lips right here. Need a little yeah, love tap right here. And for those who had even a, a a more busted up NES system, they had to put a book in between when they when you put the game cartridge in and push it down. You had to put a book in there so it stayed down, <laughs> so it would keep working. Wow, I had no idea these were issues. It's like nothing were gonna, was going to get in the way of us. Dude, no, nothing would get in my way. And now it's the internet or the console breaks. Oh, my God. When Just the internet like, goes out. Ah. Or, yeah. 
or if, it, if there's like a corrupted save file, just so, something's going to keep you from playing. Yeah, they have to send it in. Takes Bastards. forever. Your connection has been lost. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. Yeah, or or it's in some of the worst ones, like these big games. It's like system update. No. <laughs> <laughs> Five hours later, system update two. <laughs> this system update requires 1.5 gigs. Son of a bitch! <laughs> Please delete some of your yeah, saved like, games. <laughs> Please clear so, space on your hard drive. Back in the early days, I played the original StarCraft, and that came on a disc. And oh, man. It was, I want to say, 180 megabytes for the entire game. Wow. Wow. Yeah. How far we've come. Now, this game is 18.2 gigabytes, which is 18,000 megabytes. That's insane. I, I remember ins- when games started to get to like two to five gigabytes. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, I was like, that's oh, so no, crazy. Was like, it was like the, fir- the first game that broke a gig. Everyone's like, oh my God. <laughs> what are we going to do on a gig? I don't even have like uh, yeah. 10 gigs on I my don't, hard I don't drive. Have 10 gigs on the hard drive. My first hard drive and my first PC was a 12 gigabyte hard drive. Oh, I bet you were like look at like you were like Billy badass walking around oh, yeah, that, with my that, 12 gig hard drive. That What's PC up? Was like, right? That computer was like $1500. God. And it had a uh, Pentium 4 processor and uh what era was that? 512 megabytes of RAM. This is 1999. <laughs> 512. 512 megabytes of RAM. And that Damn. was high end. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was like 128 was what everybody else was you running on. You could play on. StarCraft 2 on high graphics. Yeah, I could. <laughs> it was badass. It was awesome. I loved it. Oh, I know. Battlefield 1942, like pumping it up. And, oh, yeah. That's funny. Like yeah. even now, that same price point, like $1,500, it's going to get, get you a high end. A stellar yeah. PC. Yeah. yeah. Which is good. It's funny how the market changes like that. Yeah. Well, so, Brett, what was your first game you ever played? Uh, that I remember. Okay, so do you guys know what the Intellivision is? Hell yeah, I remember the Intellivision. Played the shit out of that. Before I ever had anything else, my parents got an Intellivision from my uncle. Ooh. And I played Burger Time. Burger Time! Oh my <laughs> god! Those were those those were like my early game because that was before I had an N64. That was the first console we ever technically had before the N64. Because my parents never bought the old whatever. and Oh, actually, um, whatchamacallit, uh, the place we went to, Barcadia we went to, has Burger Time now. Oh, oh yeah, hell yeah, that. it did. Yeah. Oh, so, my God, look at this piece of shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> Burger Time was awesome, though. Like, that that was the that was the game that me I could not get my parents off of. Like, they were oh, Your, your parents it. were, like, they addicted. They were obsessed. My oh. mom was obsessed. Like, we got to put the radish would, on the I burger would, first, honey. I would come home and I'd be like, Mom, I want to play. And she's like sitting there trying to like, she's trying to finish the burgers and stuff. And she like keeps that's on funny. going. That's funny. Your mom's a gamer. Yeah. And not like, wow. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, do, you remember the, do you remember the music from those old like in television? Yeah. Yep. Awesome. The little pepper you can throw on the the enemies and stuff. Oh my God, look at it. Yeah, I, I pulled it up over here. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. We're looking at the uh, front page. Yeah, if you want to look at, if you want to get all nostalgic, just go ahead and uh, Google the Burger Time box art. Nintendo oh Entertainment System, developed by great, Data East. It's like it's so the new much hit game. strategy. Yeah, Burger what, Time. What a, what a weird thing to like decide. Like when you think about the gaming industry and like what we play now, and like, can you just imagine what it was like 
first trying to think of concept for games like all right okay so this is going to be a home entertainment system these guys are going to play games what at you, home what is that what does that mean so but what 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 kind of games should we make well we could make like a starship game or we we, we could make a game about it adventuring in a fantasy world no let's make burgers yes people like burgers phil we're not ordering lunch yet no, I mean that. Let's make a game about burgers. And then eat burgers while we make it. And then it. eat the burgers while we play about making burgers. <laughs> that guy was probably promoted in like some CEO. Exactly. Of shit. We have to. Little, <laughs> we have to do it. Little do you know that's Hideo Kojima. <laughs> <laughs> the Damn humble it. beginnings for Hideo Kojima was fucking burger time. Uh, God, go figure. Oh, well, I mean, think about it. Kids are like easily accessible to these things. And yeah, I mean, look at that. Look at that. It's just so cute. Like this is something it's you see cute. on a kid's book. It's so cute. Yeah, it's like, adorable. I gotta do it. I gotta make the yeah, burger. I gotta make the burger. Plus, I mean, you're just training kids to be burger flippers. I mean, but uh, but um, so that in television was funny because it was made by was it Atari that did that? I'm trying to remember. No, Data East. Oh, okay. Whoever that is, that they, like, they're not <laughs> it's, around it's, anymore. It's right. It's showing my age right now. Right. Uh, no, it was made by Daddy East. Yeah, they. Um, it's really good because uh, the, the, it was weird because it was a remote control. Like that's what you played with. All right, guys, stop looking at Dark Souls. Sorry, We're trying to talk here. I'm listening. I'm just. Yeah, no, no, you're not. No, no, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, so it was a remote control. It wasn't yeah. like an actual control. It wasn't a controller. There it was, was like a remote a control stick with and a button on it. It was so weird. God, wow. it's the strangest thing, but it was so much fun. So how, a, how, did that, how did that how did that uh, how did that shape how did that shape you though into being a gamer? Like did that did that influence you? Did that make you like say I want to play video games from now? Funny, on? but I was like, I think it this. did because then I realized what was <laughs> because I didn't have any. Um, I mean, before that, well, I don't know. It it was the first time I was able like this is something that I would do with my parents, and that was pretty cool. And then whenever my dad got the Nintendo 64, we would play Wave Race together. Oh yeah! And like that wow. was that was our thing for a while. And then cruising USA, like we oh, would we man. would play those games together a lot. Yeah. And my- he used to play with me all the time. And then I think that just kind of carried through into just. I mean, I got stuck on it so early that. Yeah, that was my dad's one of my dad's favorite games to play with me on the Nintendo 64 was SSX. Oh yeah, SSX was cool too. Oh man, we, we loved doing the snowboarding games together. Yeah, loved it. I just love. I mean, there were so many great games on the. 64 and it, we did play them as a family. Like when we got the Nintendo sixty four, we got Mario Kart, like the first, oh, like, or the second Mario Kart. Excuse me, <clears throat> not the Super Nintendo one. But we played at family reunions. At family <laughs> yeah. reunions, like my granddad, my two uncles, and my dad and me. We'd be taking turns on who's going to be playing who in Mario Kart. And man, did we get, did it get intense? Like to the point where, Devin, if you throw another red shell at me, you are grounded. <laughs> I can't I, like I. I remember playing this sometime recently, and I don't know where. But Mario Kart on on the old screens, like just you know, you have to plug in the the uh, the what was it the yellow yellow cord and the S video or whatever. Oh my god, you had to do the red red yellow white cord. Yeah, and and like playing on that super small screen, like I couldn't yeah. even make out what my where what it didn't was matter. going on. It didn't matter. We're playing it. But back then, it's like, oh yeah, I can see everything. I, I know yeah. exactly where I'm at, and it's just like, wow, those itty bitty like square box TVs are like literally the size of an iPad. 
Isn't that so funny? Yeah. I mean, God, our TVs have gotten huge now, and our gaming screens have gotten huge now. Wow. That was a console? <laughs> Dude, yeah. No, that's yeah. the... That is the... Like, look at that. Look at that. In, like, that's any, Nintendo, anyone who's listening, no. just uh, Google... In television. Yeah, Google the Intellivision. You can see what it was like. Oh, they have two controllers. It was, it was a brown box. It came with two controllers, but that was it. It was a dial with number... With this little number pad button thing up here. <laughs> that's how you and play. I, I forgot that wow. they had they had a, a, a little slip so you could stick inside of it. That would change, like, the... What the buttons represented. So, like, let me show you a picture. Oh. Of and I forgot about this, but there was a. That's uh, smart, honestly. Wait, where is it? And yeah, doesn't that little, change the dynamic of how you play? Here that would tell you like what, what the, the buttons fuck? did. That, yeah, that to- that told you the the, the control scheme about where you, yeah. where you, where your characters are. Like, wow. look at that baseball game one. That's how you throw to home base as you hit the very bottom uh, uh, key at the center. So funny. Isn't that isn't that so strange? We could. I mean, imagine that being the controller. <laughs> Right. Stay. Thank God Nintendo fixed that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, this stuff is like, look at that. That was what the game looked like. Uh, yeah, I believe it. Ah, uh, so funny. Was it like eight bit, four bit, two uh, bit, like <laughs> half bit, half bit. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Gosh. good times. So uh, that that was mine. Um, in television, Burger Time. Awesome. What was your first game? The one that I can remember would be Duck Hunt. On the original Nintendo, yeah, and that was a awesome. gun. You know, it might have been Nintendo. Uh, oh, Super, Super Nintendo, Nintendo had the gun. Yeah, uh, did uh, you have the was, gun? No, it was Super Nintendo. Yeah, it, it wasn't me. It was my friend, my neighbor down the street, and so like I'd find every reason just to go over there and play Mario and stuff. And and yeah, I think at the time I don't think I was like like oh I gotta get this. I think it was just like oh this is cool. But then like you know that was a seed that planted it all. Mm. And then my dad got a PlayStation and he got Tomb Raider. And that's when we really kind of just like picked it up. I had friends that had like the Sega Genesis and all that, and they had all these fun games. But it was never anything I think I wanted to have until my dad came home with one, and it was just like then it, then it, then all of a sudden is, turned into this is mine. Like now. yeah, this this opened up the floodgates. It's like for, I'm invested. This this is like, and we didn't have a, a memory card back then, so we'd be playing Tomb Raider straight up, <laughs> straight up through. <laughs> Every time we die, start straight from the beginning. Oh, talk about Dark oh, Souls brutal. to the max. Oh man, <laughs> you can't die. God, you what cannot a, die. What a hell of a way to yeah start it out. Or I guess I guess I would say the checkpoints. Yeah, unlike the the system memory. Yeah, but um, <sighs> yeah. After that, N sixty four came out, and it was just gung ho. After that, Shadows of the Empire, Star Fox. Super Mario 64, Mario Kart, eventually Smash Brothers. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, the yeah. first Smash Brothers. Yeah. Man, remember all those like those kinds of multiplayer games where this, it was obviously same console multiplayer? How many friendships did those games almost ruin? Oh, man. GoldenEye. That was, oh, that was a big one. Oh, man. You would lose friends so quick. <laughs> I spent countless hours in GoldenEye. It, yeah, even multiplayer. And then someone gets a golden gun. I'm like, damn it, don't do that. You yeah. can't do it. Cheap. Or we would do um, the, uh, uh, what was it, License to Kill, where one shot does kill you. Oh, yeah, And everyone's yeah. just walking around with pistols, just yeah. like, oh, <laughs> my <laughs> God. You want to play Turok? Oh, my God, yes. Yes. What a hard game. It was. What a game to really test your skill. Like As a kid, too. As a kid. I'm just like, I don't even know what's going on. I, just, I don't Blood know Blood and guts. And I was like, cool, the dinosaurs. Because at that time, Jurassic Park had come out. 
Yeah, that was the big thing that was like a big driving force for Turok so early on. It was like, it's a, you're it's a first person shooter and you're shooting dinosaurs. Yeah. They actually have it on Steam if you guys want to buy it. Oh, man. I might. <laughs> uh, but you don't have a computer. Shut up. <laughs> I need to get a computer. You need to, man. Damn it. We'll build you one. Don't worry. That's all right. Um, what's next on this list of questions that we have here? Uh, well, we were going to go into our top, top three, three favorite games. Oh, of, all right. Go ahead and add another echo here. Of all time. Time, 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 time. If that's the echo that you add, I'm going to hit you. <laughs> uh, did you catch that in the, uh, like two podcasts ago? Probably not. Yes. Okay. Wayne's World part-time. Excellent. <laughs> anyway, top three games. Let's start <laughs> with Devin again. Let's go. Time. Tell us your top three games all right. of all time in history ever. All right, my favorite ones, and these are games, in my opinion, when I talk about my favorite games, they're the games to me that, one, they still stand the test of time. I can still play them and have the exact same amount of fun as I had when I first played them. Mm. Um, I'm going to have to go with my first one was Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past on the Super Nintendo. That one was just so incredibly fun. I had a blast. I I, I can remember playing through that game, getting stuck, and actually calling Nintendo Power when that was still a thing, and you could call the hotline for help. Wait, wait, wait. You're talking, like, the magazine, <laughs> right? Yeah, the Nintendo oh, Power magazine. I love that magazine. I used and to they, subscribe to and, that well, all I, the time. I subscribed to it, and I remember, like, they said, if you ever get stuck on a place, you can call this hotline here. And I was like, oh, I did my not God. know that. That's awesome. Oh, I'm stuck. And I was like... I got a call. <laughs> and sure enough, this dude was like, all right, buddy, what you're going to do? You're going to go for now. That's it's going to so be funny. Yeah. I didn't realize that existed. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That was it was great. That yeah. Was and it, like, he helped me get through uh, when you get to the dark world and there was like a forest maze that you couldn't like, you couldn't see where your character was walking in there. And I, I just couldn't get through it. I don't know why, but he's like, okay, you're going to go left all, until you're stopped. Now go all the way up. Now go right. And you're out of there, brother. And I'm like, yeah, all right. Thank you so much. And then my parents got pissed that they had to pay, pay for a bill for <laughs> calling a hotline for help for video games. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, it was rough. What is this? Yeah, what is this? What did you spend money on? I'm sorry. I was stuck. needed to save Zelda. <laughs> um. Oh man! Uh, my second game was uh, God of War on the PlayStation Two. Well, really, the whole God of War franchise. I just that's that game. I love, I love the uh, Greek pantheon and all of that um, uh, mythology. So, getting to play a character in that is just was amazing to me, and it was so, so incredibly fun. Just good. the combat, the 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 gore of it, the the storytelling, the epic action of fighting these giant enemies and doing all these epic actions. It was just, it was so much fun. And and still to this day, I love the God of War franchise. I think they do absolute stellar work. Should I get the remastered one? Y- yes. Okay. It just, yes. Didn't, it just didn't look like it played well now. Yeah, you probably won't like that because you didn't like The Last of Us remastered. <laughs> The gameplay. Yeah, remastered games is just not Austin's forte. Oh, I, I played Nathan I Drake. Oh, Nathan Drake was great remastered. Wow. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, uh, God of War. The God, dude, yeah, play God of War okay. remastered. It's okay. it's so fun. Right. Have right. you played through the God of War games? No. 
What? That's are what I'm you, saying. Are you serious? I missed the PlayStation 3 era. Oh, no. Uh, God of War was PlayStation 2 originally. Okay, then I didn't, I didn't play it then either. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you need to. Well, like, I was... God of War one is on a my... God of War one is a masterpiece. A yeah. little repetitive to some people as far as the combat goes, but still fantastic. God of War two really capitalized <laughs> on the combat and getting uh, the story really driven forward. To me, God of War two is the best out of the entire trilogy. Yeah. And then God of War three just was so aesthetically pleasing. It was such a pretty game. I'm gonna go off on a tangent real fast about PlayStation two. Sure. When I, I do, you guys remember getting like only being able to get one game like every six months or something yeah i, I remember i got uh gundam wing for playstation 2 actually i just got the play my parents agreed to give me a playstation 2 i think it was like after school when i like had passed all my grades and everything I'm like all right you get one game and i was like ah, i don't know what i'm gonna get <laughs> so i got gundam wing i remember having that game for so long before i got another one just because like you know i couldn't i couldn't get another one i didn't have any money and my parents had to buy it for me and i remember trying to like I just could not get past that fucking game. But then I remembered, like, those are the people, like, those people are the ones who are buying Destiny and stuff. Like, they're getting one game, and that's all they get for, like, six months to a year. It's, it's, the restraint I had when getting games was my parents said I could only get so many games a year. Yeah. And mine was just, I mean, as it is now, monetarily restricted. Like, I, I had very little in the say of like so i had to pick my games carefully i had to very carefully choose what game i was going to play over the next six months six months year yeah sometimes and like with a nintendo 64 and games started getting more and more and more expensive like it wasn't just like oh, i'm gonna get this game and then i not play it like my parents followed like are you even playing that game i spent money on it it's like, <laughs> oh god fine so i i had to take the time to really make sure this game was going to be something I enjoyed and played. Yeah. I, I forgot about that. Yeah. Like, it was tough growing up with I mean, that, man. Now we're just like, oh, let's just get these five oh, games. Dude, and yeah. Now, now between, between Steam sales and just having just, as obviously we have adult jobs, so yeah. we have disposable income, some anyways. Yeah. So we just That's like, nice. yeah, fuck it, we'll give it a shot. Yeah. If it's a game we hate, we immediately come on here and bitch about it. Yeah. We'll and then we have GameStop, we can sell it back. And we'll be like, yeah. well, I don't want it. I'm looking give, at give you. me credit. I'm looking at you, Destiny. Yeah, motherfucker. Dicks. Piece of crap. <laughs> anyway, should we Thanks, do Brad. one a piece and then <clears throat> keep that circle going? He's already said all three of his. Oh, I have did? not oh. said all three of mine. I've said two of mine. Oh, you said two of three. Yeah, I did say two <laughs> of three. Oh. And then big, big shocker. Yes, my other favorite game is Dark Souls. Ah, ah, now he's there, it is. there it is. There it is. There it is. Enough said. Yeah, it just it was a game that just it. It captured me with its story. It captured me with its combat style, its difficulty, um, the the large expansive environment and the uh, uh, expansive world that you could go and explore. And it's all one big map. There's no like there's no like loading screens or anything like that. So it it was a game that enthralled me. It was it was forced upon me a bit reluctantly uh, reluctantly by a friend because he was like, "You have to play it." I was like, "I hear it so hard. I don't want to do this." Right. But I I dove in. I'm glad I did. It, I haven't looked back since. Fan, it, nice. I, yep, it's typical from software. I'll buy anything that they make. I am anything. It could be like this game is gonna hate you, and you're gonna hate life after playing it. The sequel. 
you will happily take it. And I'll be like, that. yeah, go ahead. Here's $60. <laughs> hey, man, I can't wait to play this game. As long as I get my action figure with the limited edition. <laughs> yeah, as long as, I, as, as long as I get my figurine, which is just me crying on my couch. <laughs> it's all I got now. It's so Dark Souls. I think it's funny, like, the three games that are your favorite, I've never played any of them. Really? Um, how's that yeah. funny? You've well, never played a single well, I, one of these. I played. I played Legend of Zelda briefly. Oh, wait, is it is this the original one or no? Wait, this which? is the one from the Super Nintendo Link to the Past. Okay, yeah, because I played the the sixty four one a little bit. But oh, Ocarina of Time. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone played Ocarina <clears throat> of Time. Yeah, but I never, I never played. Um, I never played any of these. I always want to play God of War, but I never got into it. But these are the types of games that weren't my interest which you'll see later on when i talk about mine what i liked mm. uh it's, it's vastly different from you which i think is cool that we all have different games that we're interested oh in. yeah yeah that's what he's gonna hate me i'm probably will <laughs> we'll okay. see i mean i'm not gonna tr- I'm, I'm gonna try not to judge you but it's gonna be really <laughs> difficult yeah <laughs> it's okay all right so you want me to go next or you want to go uh, you can go if you want go okay. ahead austin Tell us about your games. All right. My top three games. I picked these because I feel like at my time now, being an adult and looking back, like these are the ones I can, like, I've really respected as actual games and things that, like, I've spent, just pumped in countless, countless amounts of time into and just haven't looked back. Farmville. So, yeah, you wish. <laughs> That'd be so, awesome. Right? No. <laughs> hell no. Bubble Bobble. <laughs> candy Bejeweled. Crush. Yeah, Candy Crush. <laughs> okay, so I like, spent $800 it. on this. <laughs> so first one would be Halo 1. Of course. Second one is KOTOR, Knights of the Old Republic. And then the third one is Skyrim. Aw, shit. I've at least pumped in hundreds of hours to each of these games. And Halo 1 being the one that like all my friends are playing and like... Given I jumped on the bandwagon like a year later, like I finally got an Xbox. Halo been out for like almost a year probably, and yet Halo Kotor and what else? Skyrim, Skyrim. Oh. Yet like everyone was still like playing this game for years to come, and like yeah. you, you can get parties together, everyone would get together and just like all out war, four v four. We even had. One time, uh, Travis had his party. We had 16 versus 16. Oh, those are the days when you had everybody bring their yeah, the TVs yes. all set up. And I went to a friend's birthday party one time, and it was a boat slash Halo party. So, like, we uh, went out on the boat, boat for a little bit uh, on Lake okay. Arlington. And then the other part of it was uh, Halo. And then the two different rooms, they had the console set up. So, we were playing. I guess we were just playing eight players. We weren't playing 16, but it was still pretty sweet. I was like, man... It's great. Countless parties. But see, my thing was, I was always with Halo. I played Halo because my friends were playing Halo. But mm-hmm. I wasn't as into it as everybody else was. But what I really got into was when we started, me and my friends, some of my friends would get together and we'd start trying to figure out glitches in the uh, map. Yeah. And like that map. was my excitement. Everybody, everybody started having fun when like you realized that like, the grenades could launch the warthogs in the air. Yes. <laughs> and people yes. started having like just goofy stuff to do with the uh, with Dude, the warthogs. Getting the and... warthog up warthog up on top of the blood gulch. Yeah. That was like I mean, the thing that it we became would do. challenges where it's like if you did it like it was like ding you, you Yeah, it was so hard. Mark that in a repertoire or whatever. It was it was it so was cool. a lot of these. Were and then you could hard. get up there if you could plan it right, you could get up there in the actual match and like have an unstoppable spot yes. to snipe from. Yes, nice. It was, it was solid. Yeah, countless hours of that. 
God, I yeah. And what's funny is like you say, Kotor being one of your favorites of all time. I you know I can I respect that so much just because that was a game that shaped the way some RPGs were played. Oh yeah, because it it uh, Bioware going on a very it t- it it took on the D and D formula because it had all the statistics and like you could go and see like what your character quote unquote rolled for an attack when he shot the blaster at whatever and it it was it it was an easy transition for me to get into play that game because of it it was also star wars so i was like well i gotta play it but well, yeah, i think that's why i got it. i was like what am i gonna get oh I'll just get star wars it looks cool you know cool cover. I thought the cover art was awesome i thought i think that's what really sold it on me but then like you know you jump into it and it's just like oh my god the possibilities are endless the story is actually yeah, really good. Yeah, really, really. And the twist in the end is just like, what the fuck? Um, amazing. So, amazing. Of course, I made so many different characters. Yeah. And you, you and how, how many different characters did you make to follow a different path? And I, I don't even know. Yeah. It's a lot. There's a lot yeah. of them. So this wasn't a... The original KOTOR was just like a Mass Effect style where you just... Yes. a single player experience and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, very much. Single, par- single like player single It's like Dragon experience. Age. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah, you're third person in Mass Effect. So, Mass Effect meets Star Wars. Yeah, I wish I played this. Easy. So many hours. Just, <laughs> you just I threw my life away to that game. But what about Skyrim? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> so many more hours. So many more hours than that. What was what, it What was it about Skyrim that made it such a unique game for you? Um, well, first, it was just kind of like the lore and the world and its expansiveness, where it's just one giant thing in the dungeons and... It was the first game where I could finally go out and just find something special mm-hmm. without being like, like I don't know if anyone else has seen. It's like, have you seen this? Like, yeah, have you been playing Skyrim? Have you seen this part of the? Yeah, where, like, you, where you could find, no. where Where's you could find at? these unique places and people and quests and stuff that oh, yeah. people hadn't found yet. Exactly, and it took it took exploration for you to find that. Exactly, and plus you like make a character and he's not good in this, but he's good in that, and it's just like, well. Now yeah. that I kind of know, like, I want to go back and create this character. Yeah, the very dynamic characters that could be made. Yeah, oh, like, man, I'll yeah. be, like, more of a brute force guy, not an archer. But then now I'll go back and be a mage and see how that works out. And just, yeah, just, you could do so much. And then I got into modding, and then that just changed everything, where it's just, like, constantly <laughs> just, like, building this world. And it got to the point where I wouldn't even play it. I'd be like, oh, this is so beautiful. All right, let's put in some more mods. And then jump back out and then like, oh, I'll play it for like five minutes. Like, oh, this looks good now. I'm like, oh, this doesn't work. Or my game's not loading. So I spent the next 30 hours trying to figure out why it's not loading. <laughs> and uh, eventually play it. My goodness. Kind of. That's nice. awesome. Yeah. yeah. So that is literally 100. Like, if it had to be like Josh, it'd be like Josh's. Yeah. Rest, like 700 oh, yeah. hours. <laughs> <or> <laughs> like that. But um, yeah, those are the games. That, like, I, think, I think I did probably like four or five playthroughs of Skyrim. Just trying to really like explore all the different oh, yeah. one the options and two the character builds. I really did like Skyrim's character build. That was yeah. so that was so good. And there's that so much cool. story in there to yeah. find and stuff. Like yeah. you go into like the, all the different factions you could really explore their quest lines with. Oh yeah, that's what I like about Bethesda is that there's games within the game. Yeah, and truly, you really you really haven't seen it all. Yeah. So oh, these are the games that close. I respect. And I think they do stand the test of time, and they have shaped me in some form or fashion about what I'm looking for in games. And I mean, yeah, mm. yeah, awesome, hell yeah. 
Well, you guys are going to hate me. Mine's <laughs> totally different. <laughs> It's all, all right, racing, Brett, racing games. Yeah, is, no. it a, is it a racing game on top of another racing game with, with a with a racing <laughs> mini game inside? I am going to tell you about one racing game. Of course, cool. I cool. have played because I am the only person here that apparently has ever played racing games. Forza. And no, actually, I'm going to talk about Need for Speed. Oh, oh all right, okay. Because I have played every single Need for Speed in existence mm-hmm. since the beginning, except for uh, the run, which basically the more the last two ish yeah so they played rivals so i guess the last one the one before that um i've always played need for speed like ever since the very very yeah, you're the very reason why i got days. into it i think and like i remember a long time ago there was a map that there was a course you could play that had a really big huge like steep hill and <clears throat> me and my friends would like a couple of friends would come over and like we would just take turns and we would just like come around this corner this bend and go really fast and drive off the hill and see how much air we could get and see how far we could go. We would spend hours just you're doing just, that. Like, it's just all about breaking the game or just not, you know, not even playing the game. Let's just oh, see what we can do. better later. Oh, I got more. Okay. The three games that I chose, it was all about breaking those games. So it was, it was of great, course, but, of course. But yeah, I've been playing Need for Speed forever. Whenever Need for Speed Underground came out, did you guys ever play that? Yes, when, like, that was the first one I played. And and it was, the, I never played Need for Speed. It was amazing. You're a terrible nerd. <laughs> gamer, gamer. You're a terrible gamer. Whatever. Oh, it's okay. I, I, I excuse Whatever. you. See, I appreciate. I'll admit. I'll admit this right now. When it comes to the racing games, I. It's not your thing. It, I suck. I suck at it. It's not even that I don't like them because I'm sure they're great games. I'm sure they have lots of quality to them and a lot of really uh, just good mechanics or aesthetics or. Some some may even have a story in them. I don't know. No, I suck. I suck. I suck at them. I just I can't do it. I can't do the control with the drift and the and the gear shifting. And I I'm awful. I'm terrible at them. <laughs> when it comes, when whatever the fucking racing mechanic is, if there's one out of eight racers, I'm gonna be eight every time. Yeah, every fucking time. Can you at least drive a car in real life? I have a perfect driving record. Thank you. Perfect. Yeah, he does. So anyway, um, <laughs> how do you know? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you said that a little, a little creepy. Yes, he does. <laughs> I have no idea. But uh, yeah, Need for Speed was so good. Like I and Underground was like one of the memories that I had because it had because um, you could play online, can't you? Or no? Yeah, no, not that one. Okay. Yeah, but the two you could, but one you um, they just they brought so much customization to it. And you guys were talking about customization of your characters. Mm-hmm. Well, this was like crazy car customization. Yeah. You could like swap out the front bumper the rear bumper the side panels you could swap out the spoilers and the, the rims and change the color of the car you could put different stripes on it you could put decals vinyls, like decals all the stuff and awesome i would spend hours like my car was the mazda miata actually that was that was my jam for most of the game <laughs> and that thing was a shit it was awesome nice and uh yeah it's just so much history there i and i you know like the hot pursuit and stuff like that with the cops and stuff i would like play as a cop and just like ram people like all my friends and let's <laughs> go nuts with it i mean it's just it was just so much fun because it was unexpected the things that would happen in that game oh yeah and that's what was really oh, yeah. cool about it so i had fun with that but um then the other one i have is uh i'm gonna save this other one for last but i'm gonna go into call of duty next and the original call of duty and i have more hours in that game i have over 400 hours in the original call of duty Dang. and i don't can't say that about any game in the last 10 years wow 
but I have well over 400 hours in that game. I played every nook and cranny. I know every single map. How much do you have in Battlefield? Probably 350, 375. So it's up there. Pretty close. Battlefield 2? They're very close. No, 1942. Oh, okay, okay. Battlefield 2, I think, was a couple hundred. Um, Had to be. Thereabouts, yeah. Had to be. Yeah. But, uh, But yeah. Call of Duty was just awesome. The story was amazing. I mean, it wasn't a story. It was history. But they just captured the essence of it so well. When you start in that that boat and you're, like, storming the beaches of Normandy and they pop it down and just, like, people... I mean, it's like Saving Private Ryan, but you're actually playing it. And I was just like, my God. You think they'd remaster that? I would love them to remaster that. I doubt they will, but... It just seems like perfect to do it. It'd be inter- it, it's interesting to see now, like you know, us talking about all these games that we're so nostalgic about, <laughs> and like some some of them getting remasters, like God of War getting remastered, and uh, Nathan uh, Drake, Nate, Nate, yeah, the Uncharted uh, remastered games. I'm all for, but I I would love to see some older games, some real classics. Yeah, get 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 the well, like uh, get the Final Fantasy VII. You know, like yeah. doing that completely done over. Mm-hmm. Like that, yeah. I, mean, I think the original Call of Duty would be a great one because I oh, still yeah. remember some of those moments where you're going through the trenches, then you're out in the fields, like rushing from like trench to trench. I think it was like Breakor or something like that was the name of the map, or no, it was the the one that was Dawnville in the multiplayer. But it was just epic. And then I played competitively, and that was the only time I ever played competitively was in Call of Duty. And we had like a league and stuff, and we played matches. And you have to sit in there and have like an admin that was spectating in the game that would like monitor the game as you played to mm-hmm. make sure that nobody was cheating. And um, there was mods like jump maps were a thing. I don't oh, know if you man. guys ever heard of this, but uh-uh. like there's a way you could like twist your character around and jump him to make him jump farther. So instead of just doing a standard jump, you'd like run and kind of like flick your mouse, which would like jump your FPS and make you like l- launch a little farther in the. <laughs> Wow! Normally would, so you would That's hardcore, do these man. tricks to like do these hard jumps from platform to platform. You go up these like spiraling towers, and like there's just Jesus. I mean, there's just people in there just like playing these <laughs> these jump maps, and there was a thing like different challenges. Sounds like the shooting people creator of like a uh, Mirror's Edge was like, uh, this is how I want my game. Yeah, <laughs> it really was. It was awesome. But um, so many, so many great times. Like nade spots. Like I knew, like you'd set up on this piece of rubble on this exact little corner where there was a V point where the rubble met the ground. And you'd stand right there and aim your your crosshairs up at the sky at this to the left of this cloud and throw your grenade and it would land perfectly right in the front door of the ter- church when people like run out there at the start of the wow. match. Wow! Like there was just all these things that we just. I mean, we had. We had written stuff down in books and stuff. It was like D and D style stuff. Where we were like have notes and all this shit going on about this. Dang, game. that's it hardcore. Was, it was awesome. Yeah, but that was when Man, I had time. I like, how, I like how that's now a point of reference for you guys. Yeah, like, I know. Right? <laughs> but uh, the last game is Battlefield 1942. That has a special, special place in Damn, my heart. Yeah, God, that game on, was. That was. I think that's the best game ever made in my mind. That that just had so much. I had the longest history in that game. Yeah. I mean, it was they brought vehicles into the battlefield, and this is like one of the very first games that ever brought in vehicle combat with first person combat. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could fly airplanes, you could run the tanks, and I mean, World War Two style. There wasn't any story to it. They didn't need to have one. It was just 
I mean, every match was so different and exciting and just enjoyable. It was 64 players, so it was a huge game for back then. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I remember those teams of 32 on 32. Holy crap. Like, how crazy would it be? Like, you'd be, like, running through, and you'd hear, like, sniper fire just whipping by your head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get to cover. Speaking of that, Fallout, I just noticed that when people shoot at you, this is the coolest experience because it was like evening time and I was uh, some mutants came at, at me, right? I like to see this like in an actual like uh, multiplayer game like Battlefield or something. Well, man, they might do it, but like dirt flies up and you can see it. Yeah. Like, you hear that. And it's like. Yeah, you hear, like, oh, you hear that go, that bullet going into there. That yeah. It's hitting all around me and like dirt's yeah. flying everywhere. And yeah. I'm like, literally, I need to take cover. It's mm-hmm. not like you hear a gunshot and then it hits you or it doesn't. It's just like visual cues that make that really like immerse you into the game anyway yeah god that was um, an awesome moment mods you know how you were talking about modding and everything yeah battlefield was like the modded game it was incredible how <laughs> many i know you can mod that oh my gosh it i remember insane. um one of the mods i remember seeing and it made me it made me laugh so hard was one of the machine guns was modded to where it would make puppy barks when you shot it yeah <laughs> so instead of instead of like you know the <laughs> <laughs> how i i i never played it myself that like that but i just remember seeing the video i laughed my ass off at that just some dude running around <laughs> turning <laughs> people shooting at him <laughs> It was, it was uh, yeah. I mean, there, that was there were some there funny was, mods, but there were yeah, some there really was cool. Little, there ones. was some really advanced. Like there the one really I used to play ones. a lot. I had a me and my friends had a server for this, and we would play. It was called the stunts mod, and what it allowed you to do is your character would have a a uh, rifle that had unlimited ammo and shot really fast, and then you'd have unlimited TNT, so you could lay down like twenty or thirty TNTs underneath a truck, and the trucks wouldn't blow up when you blew them up, so you launch the tnt and they just go flying across the map jesus or you'd have an airplane that could uh you could do stunts in the airplane and people would like fly down low and do like a barrel roll and when they got to the top of the barrel wow. roll with the stunts mod oh that's just that's, that's just that's just gameplay yeah looking at the original gameplay from 1942 that's so old God. school but i remember that's I so ancient now just looking so at it it's like you that. can tell it's so aged but yeah, people would like fly the airplane and go up in a barrel roll and they jump out the top of the the jump or whatever and then they would let the plane come falling down the other side and then drop into it below them and fly off again. Just do all these cool little tricks and moves and stuff that were just awesome. And we would we made videos back then and like put them up on YouTube <laughs> and stuff or not YouTube because YouTube didn't exist at that yeah, time, yeah. but they uh or it was did exist a little bit but not to the extent it does now and Oh my gosh! But one of the cool things about it was all of the mods that they the total conversion mods because people would make a mod for this game that completely changed it. And one of the ones that I really remember a lot is Desert Combat. And what they did was this is what inspired Battlefield to go into modern combat for Battlefield Two was this mod. So this company, this group of people, got together and made a mod that turned Battlefield 1942 into a modern warfare combat game. So you'd have Blackhawk helicopters and you'd have the fighter jets and you'd have like Afghanistan themed maps and all that stuff, brand new assets and everything brought. I mean, it was a totally different game. And there was a point where 
Desert Combat was like over 80% of the servers available in Battlefield. Wow. Yeah, so it took over. And then there was another mod that was made called Eve of Destruction, and it was Vietnam. And Oof. it was a dark Vietnam, and that's what Oof. inspired Battlefield to make Battlefield Vietnam because of these two mods being so incredibly popular. Dang. I actually recall one that they made that was uh, the uh, they modded the hell out of Battlefield to be um, Star Wars. The First Battle Strike. Of, the Battle of Hoth. Yeah, the uh, the people that I used to mod with, yeah. they made that mod. Holy no crap. way! Yeah, so I was in a mod team back in the day for Crisis, and we were making a for they were making a story based mod for Crisis, and at the time they got really busy because they were launching that first strike mod and making a Star Wars mod for Battlefield Nine Forty Two. That's awesome! That's so epic. Yeah, it was it was pretty legit. But I mean that that's what was just that game. Just there was so much free content that came out of that game from the community itself. And that's what made it had so much longevity. Damn. Yeah. So that's my three awesome stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's amazing what these games have brought us to now. Oh yeah. I love the my community so much because God, you can literally do anything now. The possibilities are completely Especially when a company's okay with it. Exactly. I love it when a company's like that. Bethesda has now, that's just, their games are built on that now. They just just know you're going to mod this. Valve. Yeah. Yeah. Valve loves it when you mod their shit. I I wish more would take up that range. But then at the same time, like, there is that push-pull where it's like, oh, okay, well, you're just going to mod it, so we'll just, you know, put out, you know, quote-unquote a shitty game or whatever. Not complete this or complete that. Yeah. Which is like we'll we'll let the community finish our game for us exactly, and it's yeah. just like that's not right either. Yeah. So, but I don't think Bethesda does that. I think you know time crunches and stuff. You can't finish your game, so it's like, well, well, yeah. we can take care of that. It's fine. We love you guys. We love you. But yeah. So now that you know, we are not sadistic evil fiends, and we're actually real people with backgrounds, and we have things that we like. <laughs> let yeah. us know. Let <laughs> us know what you guys like. Yeah. What's your t- t- tweet us your favorite games or your first games. Or email us it. Find you. Or Facebook us it. Yeah. Or Yeah. And we'll read it on air. We'll read yeah. We'll send well, it we'll do a couple we'll shout give outs. Everybody a shout out. We'll get yeah, some shout outs. Awesome. Anybody who leaves some uh comments and whatnot about yeah. about their favorite games. And if you have any suggestions about what we could be doing differently or what you'd like to see from us, let us know. Yeah, give as us well. a topic. Give we're us a topic at, and we'll talk about it. We're fifty here, so we wanna we want some feedback from everybody so we can see how we can provide you guys something that you will enjoy even more. I've only been in the past like thirteen, so Yeah. Please let us know. So if we you don't we'd like, like to do you, more. If you don't like Devin, then let us know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We need to replace somebody. Uh, Too late fuckers, I'm staying here. <laughs> Uh, glue myself that. into this chair. <laughs> that would be take the fucking soundboard home with me. <laughs> it's mine. My pressure. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so that wraps up our show. Number fifty. If you guys have any questions, email us at hello at theinnergamer.net. You can follow us online at Look at the Inner Gamer on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch. If you'd like what you hear, leave us a review on iTunes or tell a friend and tell a friend. Um, yeah, and then sign up for our contest, which we don't exactly know what that is, but we'll have it inserted into this podcast. It'll be in the description. At some point. With Please more go details. back to the... Uh, better better than back what, to the news segment. Yeah, You'll hear yeah. what it is. <laughs> better than what Brett's describing now. Yes. <laughs> That's going to be so much better. It's so much yeah. better. You have no Forward idea. thinking it's is so epic. Yeah. It's what happens. Little do you know, it's epic. The backward thinking. So epic. Yeah. So, yeah. wow. 
Rewind the time to about two minutes in this podcast, and you'll know what it is. <laughs> or 30, or an hour. It's whatever. It's at some point. My name is Brady I'm Austin Morales. I'm Devin Dury. And you've been listening to The, the Inner Gamer. Gamer with 50 episodes. Bam. Dick-a-dick-a-cha-cha. 50 episodes it is. Hey, guys, real quick before you uh, head off for the weekend. Uh, you may have heard earlier in the podcast that we talked about a contest. We just want to remind you guys, please help us in participating in this contest. You will win something cool, such as a Fallout 4 Pip-Boy edition for the PS4. And you may also get some uh, gift cards of some kind. All you have to do is click on the link in the post that we put out on Facebook, Twitter, and many other social media outlets. Just check it out. It'll also be on our website. And uh, fill out the survey. That's all you got to do. Simple as that. Take you two or three minutes, and you're done. And you're going to win something, maybe. And tell so, a friend about us. And tell a friend. Tell everybody. Because the more friends you tell, the better chances you have of winning. Because we might give away more prizes. And yeah, and the more giveaways we'll be giving away. Yes. That you're too. really good at this. I love it. So good. I like my job. So thanks, guys, for listening to this episode, and uh, we appreciate. Thank you, you, listeners. Thank you. You're the best. For my listening heart and our hearts. For our hearts. To, to your, your hearts. hearts. Enter hearts. Heart. We heart. We inner. It's gotten weird again. Inner hearting. It keeps going. Yeah. Uh, cue the music. Episode fifty. <laughs> episode fifty. This is the end, man. Yes. Sorry. Yeah, it's this over. Is the end. This is walk the end. Walk away. Walk away. Just walk away, man. <laughs>